This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the mayor. Yo, this is Rob Maji, and you're listening to Our Lifestyle Podcast. Yo, yo, as we get started, we want to thank our title sponsor, Scraping the Coast. You can visit scrapingthecoast.com for more information. Their next event, 22nd Annual, is going to be the last weekend in June. They haven't yet announced it for 2024, but rest assured, we will be out there. One of the biggest, baddest shows in the country. Get ready for more information coming soon on Scraping the Coast. Tap on the hashtag Scraping the Coast for more information. We appreciate the continued support of Custom Car Show Productions. Yo, 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 yo. It's our lifestyle podcast, a.k.a. OLP, episode 343. We're here live at SEMA. We were boots on the ground today. We're back at the Airbnb, a.k.a. Ron Jeremy's house. And we got a cast of characters here, including... I think it's Riggedy Ron Perkins. Or Riggedy Ron Perkins in the house alongside Hank and, and the whole crew. This is Jeff from Idaho. Craiger from Idaho. Yo, this is Jeff from Garage. Yo, it's Joey with Hard Taco. J-Dub. Chuck from South Florida. Chuck Dog. Old school local minis now petitioning NC. La-da-da-da-dee. It's the mother truck and Billy B.O.B. <laughs> Dude, I like it. And Mrs. B. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got a lot to it's talk Bob. about. Now, be, now before. Bob. Sorry. Go ahead. Now, so this is the cool thing. With it being SEMA 2023, we know that, uh, shout out to Freaks of Nature, they always throw their annual kickoff. Uh, I think it's like an official, unofficial type thing. If you talk to Shannon, I would say, dude, it is official. And they have the Mini Truck Hall of Fame at Hogs and Heifers. I wanted to get a quick word from Billy. We did a video that we're going to upload uh, this week. We kind of some behind the scenes stuff. It's going to take about a week to get that up. But Billy, knowing that you're going to be inducted in in the next few hours, it's got to be a good feeling. You know, I know it's a little, you're a humble dude, but you know, you put in a lot of work over the past 25, 30 years, not to date us. So I know that, uh, you know, it's going to be a special night for you. It is going to be a special night. It's hard to describe the feeling that I've felt since I've known. Um, nervous, anxious, honored, very honored. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It is going to be a great night um, being up there with uh, some good friends, Lance, Charles, um, Fester, and some of the greats, um, Jay Werner, who I remember being a kid and reading about airbrushing in magazines, like to be up on stage with him. And be inducted at the same time is just to me a huge honor. So, yeah, for sure. And then your wife here, right? And we always talk about the key thing, you know, having the ride or die next to you, you know, someone that lets you work hard out there in the garage, but she's also been getting her hands dirty. Why don't you introduce her um, and um, uh, you make sure that everybody knows she's with you, man? Yeah, my wife, Michelle, um, she does, puts up with that addiction of mine uh, out in the garage for hours on end the last month in fact um we've i've been getting up at three going to bed at about nine or ten um just like five hours of sleep a night i work four days a week and then on the weekends on my days off three days in a row i put in 14 16 hour days just to try to make sure that her 
project, the van that I built for her, um, got here and got done enough to, to bring it and show. And yeah, you know, that's a good dude because a lot of guys, you know, would want to have their truck here if they could. I mean, logistically, logistically, that's not easy for everyone, but for you, you guys thrashed hard. You bring out this Astro van. I know it's kind of been in the works for a while, but you know, we all get motivated by different things. And now with Michelle having this kind of, uh, as her ride, Michelle, you got to be excited about it, right? Extremely. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. That's great. Now, um, what I wanted you to do too, I know these other guys introduced themselves, but give us a quick high level of who you got here. Cause you had a couple of the homies and the kinfolk from Idaho, uh, roll through out here. I would assume, right. These guys have been out here before, but they want to come and support you. So just give a quick shout for these guys. Yeah. Jeff Reed. He said he was Jeff from Idaho, but he's, his last name is actually Reed and Crager is Jason Craig, but most people know him as Crager. He's been around a long time talking with him. You know, he's he's been around. You know, it's not his first rodeo. No, it's definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once or twice or 12. But he, awesome. Uh, I, I work with both these guys every day. They're, they're great friends. <laughs> yeah. And they, they have helped me a lot um, on both the van and past vehicles. The Dotson, uh, Jeff helped me a ton on. So... Um, yeah, and without them, really, the van wouldn't be here. So. Yeah, and I saw you guys out there, you know, wiping it down, kind of dialing in some things. The cool thing is we know it's not finished, finished, but, you know, that big push, that thrash, as Chris Jacobs would say on overhaul, and that's a key thing because, you know, you want to get to a certain point, and then now you can start dialing in other aspects of it. There's a lot of mods on it. One of my favorite things is it's got the the lift-up deal in the back like my Suburban had, but instead of the tailgate, it had kind of the barn deal doors, barn doors, and that was a little different because on those, it's kind of split at the bottom. Yeah, it's actually called Dutch doors on the Astro van, or referred to Dutch doors and not barn doors. And you suicided the hinges almost to the amount of work because they're hidden at least. Yeah, the, I, I deleted the hinges off the back because – they just stick way out and it kind of drove me nuts. So that was, yep, OCD there was, stuff. there was a lot of like things on it that I had to have, um, done to it, which was get rid of the hinges. I worked really <laughs> hard to keep the, the third back seat in it. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. So now I want to pass it over to Joey Whitby. Um, with Joey, you obviously, you know, come out, you're three and a half, four hours away. Uh, you, you know, you and Tom have been on this awesome run with these awesome trucks uh, you put a lot of time into it. This is the fourth time this year that I've seen you boots on the ground from the spark show to LST to here. So it's been kind of crazy deal, but uh, what's the kind of feeling that you have with this event here in the next couple hours, uh, bringing out the iconic uh, truck painted by Eric recipes, Eric Coleman, uh, hard taco, AKA, which we all know it by is relaxed taco. Yeah. Well, you know, when I, when I found out that Jay Warner was coming and, uh, Actually, when Matt Hutchison was doing all the, the touch-ups and repairs, Jay Werner reached out and said, hey, I remember doing all the airbrushing on that truck. So when I found out that he was inducted as well, I'm like, I want to take the truck there specifically so he can see a truck that he helped paint 20-something years ago. Yeah, two and, birds with one stone support right. the scene, but also kind of supporting his, you know, induction. Correct. Okay, you know, cool. And, and it, like, Knowing knowing that the truck is still, you know, holding its beauty to this day and, you know, Jay Werner, Eric Coleman, rest in peace. And, you know, now Matt Hutchison's had his hands in it and 
The truck's still looking spectacular. Legendary. Uh, we obviously saw the new wheels that you had put on it. The, they, they look fantastic. We know that you're going to be out at one of our favorite shows, Lone Star Throwdown 2024, Conroe, that last weekend in February. How excited are you to see more Badass Minis? But I know you're going to be bringing the heat too. You know, I just love seeing uh, mini trucks all over the place, and especially when, you know, the new builds come out. A lot of people are building them to get to the bigger the LST and Mini Nats and all them other shows. So to be in the same field as some badass oh, trucks yeah. oh, is yeah. like a true honor. Yeah, awesome. Now I want to turn it over to Jeff. Jeff, you've been out here before, and I don't, I don't know if you had a chance to walk yet. Uh, today Chuck Dog and I were kind of boots on the ground. But it's got to be a crazy feeling knowing that um, the whole automotive world basically descends upon, not Hill Valley, right, but SEMA uh, with Las Vegas, and the convention center continues to grow. How excited are you to be here again with the big homie, Ron Perkins? I am super excited to be here. I think that, um, you know, 20 years ago, I would have never thought to get out and, and do this kind of stuff, and... I stayed up in my corner of the world up there in the Pacific Northwest and Ron convinced me to kind of branch out and, and see more of it and meet guys like you and, and all kind of, you know, Joey getting, getting out around, around the, around the, around the country and doing stuff out of my comfort zone. And, um, I've had a blast doing it and this is my second time coming to SEMA and not just SEMA, but to be able to be here tonight to watch Billy Bob get inducted in the Hall of Fame. That's the real reason I'm here. I mean, yeah, SEMA's cool, and I, I want to be here and experience it, but I wanted to support somebody that has meant so much to me. Um, you know, we're close to the same age, and and I watched the stuff he built from the time I was a kid up till now, and, and seeing his skills improve every year and seeing him, uh, see him getting recognized for those, it's, it's just amazing, and I'm glad to be a part of it true OG of the Pacific Northwest. Good stuff, man. Now I want to get a word from Craiger. Uh, you know, I hadn't got a chance to really know you much and gotten a chance to kind of just hang out the last couple of days. You, you obviously been around a while. You had a burb and things like that. Uh, I know you work with Billy on a day-to-day -day basis, but like, what's it like to come down here and support someone that really is, I mean, let's be honest, like a beacon to the community, but he's also had his hands in oh, countless other builds. We don't have the time to even go into how many other hot rods this guy has touched, but it's got to be a good feeling to support your friend. Yeah, totally. It's, I don't know. It's hard to say. There's, there's a lot of different feelings. Um, oh, yeah. A lot of respect, and I feel fortunate to get to work with him and learn from him and share my share the things that I'm good with and help him out. Um, you know, I, I'm fortunate to work with a lot of really good guys, uh, very talented, and it's a lot of fun. I've been doing this for a, a long time. Yep. And what, what are you, speaking of that, what do you have now? Are you working on anything now or doing the family stuff right now? Uh, I have a 67 GMC with a turbo LS in it. It's just kind of my so, screw around truck, you know? Oh, um, yeah. <clears throat> and... Uh, I'm getting ready to build a tea bucket for my father-in-law, and then we're building a 70 GMC for my buddy Lucky in my garage right now. Awesome. Yeah, good stuff. So, 
Now we got the other Jizf over here. Now I don't know a lot about you. How are you? Uh, we got Jizf from Mini Garage, and then we got Jeff Reed over here. But have you been kind of tied into these guys for a while? How long have you known Billy Bob? Um, let's see. How uh, about known Billy Bob for about ten years now? Yeah, Probably maybe a little cool. longer. And you and, you, and you'd vouch for this guy, right? <laughs> yeah, it depends on the day. Right, right. It depends. But, yeah, uh, and uh, I've, we've been working together for ooh, five, six years, yeah, something like that, since the first time. He came and came and went a couple times, but yeah, yeah, we we drag him back he goes somehow. Home, Zach. Yeah, Here, here's a, here's an off the cuff question for you. What's what's one thing that people may not know about Idaho that that you think people on this podcast should know? You know, I I hate to say it, but it's it's not, mainly it's not all potatoes and. Rednecks. Yeah, because Biggie said, you know, I peel more skins than Idaho potato. And that's, you know, that's how we, we, we were like, oh, that's all they make there, the potatoes. Yeah. The French fries are great, by the way, because we use Idaho potatoes for our fries. Yeah. But uh, we, we, we get that. I live in Land Lakes. I grew up in Land Lakes, rather. And, uh, you know, we did not make the butter there. That was actually in Wisconsin so or Minnesota somewhere. somewhere. Yeah, we, I mean, actually, one of our other biggest exports now is, like, uh, is uh, hops for for Anheuser Busch and whatnot. So I mean, it's just it's there's more to Idaho than potatoes, but you know we don't like to tell people that Idaho's the weird state shaped, right? I'm bad with geography. It's kind of the crazy. Does it have the? Yep. Yeah. Florida's got the Panhandle. Yep. And you you guys got the other deal. I forget what it is. We say it looks like a pistol. Some people say it looks like a teenager getting sniffed by Joe Biden. (laughs) Oh my God. That's hilarious. uh, That's funny. You know, there's good. There's Um, options. So riggedy Ron, I want to throw it over to you real quick, man. Listen, dude, we, we've come to a few seamers together. Um, it it was, I was blown away because as much as we've talked over the, over the years, became friends, you know, these different builds you've had over the years, some on TV, I was still blown away that I hit like an O five mini truck in the other day. And I had forgotten that you had a Mazda, with S10 taillights and a Nissan front end, I think, man. You've had more builds, and I love it, dude. You always got your hand at something, and I heard that you're cooking a taco that's coming after hard taco. It's going to be harder than the hard taco. It's going to be <laughs> <laughs> harder than steel. Yeah, but you've been dabbling a little bit, kind of getting things going where you're at and doing the damn thing, so I'm glad to see that, man. Your roots are deep, 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 deep in the mini truck scene. Yeah, no, it's it's good to be back out here in Vegas, and um, – you know, just uh, I, I've been relaxing with life lately and just kind of hanging out and taking a little break. But, good, good. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just uh, I was kind of like at the very first didn't think I was going to come to SEMA. And then when Chris, um, you know, asked me to be part of his induction introduction speech, it was it was real an, uh, an honor because me and Chris, uh, we've known each other for a long time. And he's helped helped me out on quite a few projects. And actually, um, Jason Crager and, and Jeff Reed um, were actually a pretty big part, along with Chris. Um, in my deblazed and doing a lot of the body work to that because it was a um, it was a time constricted um, project where we had to get it to SEMA and, and both um, Crager and, and Jeff along with Billy Bob helped out a lot on that project so it's kind of cool to have everybody still as friends and together all these years later it's a good um, point and come back you know they're talking about helping Chris with the van you know pretty much the same way that they helped me with the blazer so um, it's just really cool to be, you know, a part of it and back, back here in Vegas. I think Billy Bob and I were kind of going down the bunny trail of talking about that scenario is if you really look back in time, how many builds are like the friends and families and the homies kind of chip it in because it could be very expensive. Not everybody has the time to be able to do that kind of stuff. 
So it's pretty cool. Uh, I'm going to come back to you in a second, but I wanted to get a word from Chuck Dog. Chuck Dog is dipping in the van. You got the, you recently got it bagged, uh, and you've been trying to really hit as many shows as you can, Chuck. I know it's got to be a good feeling. you got the Kindig handles. You've been dabbling in the interior. Uh, what's next for the Astro, man? Just going to keep gas brake dipping? Got to keep uh, working on getting it fully bagged and hopefully on the ground. Oh, yeah. A little and bit of motivation sitting out front. A little bit of motivation Michelle, sitting Michelle's out. not Billy Michelle's, Bob's man. Michelle's, yeah. game, Michelle's right? busting my dick. I think the dog's also <laughs> a little part owner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is good. So. I mean, you're getting busted out by a lady. You know yeah, what I'm saying? fuck. That's good. That's good. But, hey, you're petitioning for NC. And, yes, and sir. We're, you know, I know you've been down 25-plus years in the scene, so keep doing what you do. Thanks, man. Now, Ron, I got one more question for you, dude. Since Biggity Mike the Mayor, you know, it, he's out gallivanting, isn't he? Dude, I, I don't where, know. He's Dude, he's going to football games, bro. He should be out here talking about what's that show they do in January 12th to the 14th in Florida? Something. Something get down about or a, um, something. Westbound. About EB, EB, Westbound EB? get down. Yeah. yeah. No. Eastbound get down. Eastbound chill down. No, Showdown. get down. Showdown. Okay, get chill down. down. Okay. So I want to remind everyone the 12th through the 14th, January 2024, you can go to eastboundgetdownshow.com. Make sure you check it out, pre-register. He told me how many pre-registrations, and I was blown away. I was like, hey, man, are things going okay? And he goes, man, last I checked, it was this. And I was like, damn, dude, you got to be like one of the biggest, baddest up-and-coming shows in the state of Florida. Now, I got a question. Um, do we want to do for the trivia before we wrap this up? Because I know we got to peel out of here in a few minutes. Um, the trivia, uh, usually with Miggity Mike the Mayor, but he's out gallivanting. Uh, that's brought to you by the Spark Show. Uh, who Should we do a group? I think we do a group one. Yeah. Or we do it on a single. Just a group so you can get the closest to it. Okay, because there's a two-parter, man. And here's the rule. If you get it right, you get the tick mark in your binder. If you get it wrong, Mike loses the points. You know what I mean? Because he can't he can't get the points. It's a win-win for all of us here. Now, uh, I want to give a huge shout-out to Billy Bob and Michelle. They linked us up. They, they reached out, um, and, and I can't thank you enough. Became friends with you over the years and got a lot of respect for you. Um, by you going, hey, man, we got a place. We got a couple extra beds. You know, Ron Jeremy used to live here. Oh, sign me up. No, I'm just kidding. Um, this place has been super cool. And again, I probably, I'm not sure 100% I wanted to come, but that made it easier because I hate booking all the logistics and stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for all these different folks um, that are getting patched in. Uh, so thank you guys. You're welcome. So I got one question. Are you ready? Now it's time to get serious. <laughs> Okay, big is this, money. This is a group. A group yeah, thing. this is going to be anybody, a group thing. Everybody answering who gets closest. Yep, whoever gets closest. And this is big money, no whammies, right? Because oh, yeah. we don't want any whammies. No, 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 no. If, this, if this was the <laughs> Christmas vacation, we were ready to plug the lights on, we'd get a drum roll. So we got the drum roll going. We definitely got the sound effects because we didn't bring the soundboard. I mean, we can't travel with all this stuff. We're flying spirit, man. We, I mean, 50 cents for a damn drink. We can't afford that shit. Right. Um, the question is, when was the first Halloween? So we're talking about the movie, what the year? franchise. What year in specifically? What year was the Halloween, the first movie in that franchise, what year did it come out? No phones, don't you? No phones. Okay. So you can we're gonna do we'll everyone find go we're gonna blur, we're gonna blurt it out. I'm gonna go nineteen eighty three. Okay, so so what we're gonna do is we're not gonna Jeff tell anybody Yeah, okay. we're not gonna tell anybody if they got it right or wrong. Okay. And Keep you going. can side with that person if you want. One dollar. Oh, okay. Nineteen eighty five. 
85, okay. 83, 85. 1980. Okay. 80. I don't like horror movies, so... Me I neither. <laughs> oh, you could just take a random guess, <laughs> okay, though. My guess? The very first Halloween movie. 79. Okay. 79. Okay. 86. Can I guess? Yep. No, I know the answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know. Hey. All right. What's Jeff Reed got? Uh, I'll go 84. Okay. And we got Craig. 82. I want to pick again. I want to... I, I just think about this. Oh. Okay. Okay. Can we... Yeah, can... We're going to go over to the official rule. You got the rule book I'll, over I'll here, let right? This one slide. Wait, he's lost, the, he's lost the key for the rule book. Yeah. I'll we'll allow it. We'll, I'll we're going to let it slide. I like 1979. Oh, you want to see okay. 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 So, so we got I know who, who pretty got close. Closest. So why don't you go ahead and let everyone know? Okay. So Jeff and, and Billy Bob are, are close. Yeah, they're getting kind of hot. You know the old game so you walk around. Close, like, what's the exact date it was released? Yeah. Like January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August. Oh, it has to be October. <laughs> October. What's your guess? October. What what number? 13th. 13th. Okay. And your date? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think, am I wrong? Did Chris win? Billy Bob won that one? October what was the 25th, official date? 1978. The John it doesn't Parker. matter. It's a, it's a point against Mike's binder anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so we're all winners. We're, what we're going to do is we're going to count how many people here, and that's how many points he loses. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Because oh, yeah. for every point he's negative, he's got to make a you know a donation to a charity. So you October know? We got this new charity set up ODB Foundation, and it goes right into the kind of the parts you know deal, whatever. But uh, I definitely appreciate it. Um, I want to give anybody kind of any, any last words. And do you want to jump in real quick? You want to say anything about your pops getting voted in, patched oh, in? Oh, yeah. Because I want to get. Um, so this is Dylan Mole. This is. Uh, is it D Y L A N? D I. D I? Double L O N. D I. So like the, the, like the football player, Dylan. D I O. So um, you just got to hold it up here. But Dylan, it's got to be a good feeling. Um, I know you guys have a lot going on, busy lives. You're down from Idaho as well, but you know your pops is getting patched in the Hall of Fame, dude. Right, right. Growing up, seeing him do all of it, just being around it, um, it's pretty cool for sure. That's why I came. Um, sad my brother couldn't make it because my brother's watched his whole life too. But no, it's an honor to be here for sure. Uh, to get the time off, be around all you guys. Um, probably known. Ron the longest, um, went to the relaxed all-star show in Tennessee with Ron and a couple other guys, but yeah, it's awesome to be here and I can't wait to see it happen tonight. So yeah, cool. Congrats to my dad for sure. Awesome. Um, I'm going to get a last word from Chuck in a minute, but does anybody else want to say anything? I do. Yeah, go ahead, Joey. J-Dub, J-Dub, AKA Hard Taco. Well, I, I definitely want to, uh, tell Billy Bob, congratulations. Okay. You know, I'm going to be there with him tonight, fortunately, but you know, I want the Airhead Nation to hear me say it, and congratulations on your inductee and thing. Yeah, and everybody, I, I think a lot of people, you know, the, a lot of the younger people, they may not know all the history and stuff. I, I want to give huge kudos to Bob Hayes for the Mini Truck Hall of Fame. I think we're very fortunate. Our scene, we had a magazine. We've had countless DVDs. We've had other publications. We've had cover trucks. Uh, we have podcasts now and things like that. But it, we're very fortunate to have two things that we had uh, the magazine is number one, and then we just have so many great people uh, that are a part of the scene, and Billy Bob is one of those. And to me, as being a committee member, I voted for Bob, Billy Bob, which, you know, I, I, he deserves it. But I also think this is a key thing that we got to continue to get the good people that deserve to get in these trucks and things like that, like with Time Machine and whatnot. So we got to keep pushing that. And, again, I want to give a tip of the cap to Bob Hayes for doing what he does. And, and, you know, one last thing, it's a, it's a true honor to be sitting at this table right now 
with some real legends in the, in the scene. And Billy Hank, Bob and Ron, and, yeah. Hank, you know, Jeff, you, Chuck. Hank. I mean, we just all and we talked about this earlier. Jeff and I did for Mini Garage. The real, I think, the key thing is we're all just regular people. We have different levels of passion. We're good at some things. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out podcasting. <laughs> Billy Bob's a great metal guy. You know all this different stuff, but it's cool because you know our passion bleeds through, uh, and hopefully people continue to hear that they subscribe to what we're doing here. So thanks for saying that. I want to give one last word from Chizuk, and then we're going to wrap this segment up and continue our coverage of SEMA 2023. Chuck, we were boots on the ground a few minutes today. We had to go get our badges. We got that quick sneak peek. You know, some of the doors, they said, hey, man, you know, if, if, if Hank's not with you, you can't go in. Yeah. They saw the media passes. But you got to be super stoked. Your first time here. Dude, yes. what are you thinking, bro? It's incredible. It's, it's going to be badass. I, from what I just saw in a short hour that we were there. Yeah, tip of the great. cap to Randy. A lot of us came out to see what he's got going on. I know Barsha, uh, he surprised a lot of people. NC Florida as well. There's going to be a ton of stuff. Stick with us, continuing the coverage of SEMA 2023. Thank you all for taking the time. Let's jump in that damn van and drive a few minutes over, and we're going to have a damn good time, and we're going to keep the coverage coming, y'all. Yeah. Stay on the rise. Hey, we're continuing our coverage of SEMA 2023. We've got Zach here from Universal Air. Zach, how you doing, brother? Good. How about yourself? Good. Thank you for taking the time. I come by the booth every year. This booth is one of my favorites with the light-up tanks, just a great display. What's the feeling like so far, day one, early, for SEMA 2023 for you guys? Yeah, for us, honestly, um, SEMA's always been exciting. We have our displays that we actually actuate. Um, gets a lot of attention, and everyone loves it. But this year, it's actually been very great for us. We were blessed, and we got the SEMA New Product Award for our awesome. Chevy AeroLeaf for the 1500. Congrats. Yeah, and what's cool is you guys aren't just doing, like, um, typical custom stuff. I've seen things like this over here where it's like kind of helper bag type situations and things like that. You guys have really expanded and I think that's one difference that you don't pigeonhole yourselves into one particular product line. Right, yeah, we always try to expand, but actually you think that's helper bags, but the main core design is to make it right softer and loaded. Oh, awesome. And still keep the cargo capacity, which is your typical helper bag system. You're the engineer, and that's why I'm the podcaster. No, I like that. So as we look around here, one of the things a couple years ago, there was a guy, I think his name was Tinjin. Yes. He had a car that was in the, the Ford, Ford booth. Yes. And uh, you guys had explained to me that it was one of the first tanks. It was kind of early production. Yes. How um, successful and how excited have you been to bring the new light-up tanks to market? Um, the, the acrylic tank's been great. Um, we did have some issues. The main thing was that when you actually run it as an air tank, you get water build up inside uh -huh. of there, and so it doesn't look very good. Yep, yep, got it. Um, so from there, with our final production units, we actually put an aluminum liners in them, which you okay. can't see, so that we don't see the water build up from the moisture. Oh, interesting, wow, yeah, so, that's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, it still cool. lights up. This controller's acting up a little bit, so it's kind of twitching. Uh, something that I uh, put on my 64 Lincoln is this modular tank, and I saw it first here, and I said I knew I had to have it. One of the neat things that you guys have done is you kind of know, in my opinion, you know where you're at and in terms of the products that you produce. So I've seen like your products coupled with Viair as well as AccuAir. They've been on board with us for a while now as well. What's neat is some of these tank setups, it allows for you to modulate it, I guess is maybe the word, and use it with other product lines, but it's the central piece is the universal air part. Right, well for us, we always try to do work with the companies that make the best components. Got so we it. carry, we also, we we offer the AccuAir, we offer the Airlift, we offer the Viair. Yep. All those different companies focus on what they're best at, and we like to focus on what we're best at, doing the actual suspension components, 
and we see different areas where no one wants to, to build products for it, like the light-up tank and the billet tank. So we kind of try to make things that are unique, but still utilize a lot of the best components out in the market. Yeah, I like well stated. Um, being a mini trucker, we've been into airbags since the mid-90s. One misconception that a lot of folks, and, and I think people get away with it. I live in Florida where uh, it's high moisture. I love the water traps uh, that you guys sell. Uh, I have a couple of those. My buddy Jimmy at Jimmy's Running Customs installed those. I always recommend the water traps to people, obviously different climates and things like that. How key is that to help keep the moisture out of maybe valves and things like that? Well, to be honest with you, the water traps, in my eyes, best used as an actual air filter. Air so filter, okay, yeah, right. It's to keep the debris and stuff out of the valves. Got Most it. valves can actually handle the water going through it. It's not usually that big of a deal, Interesting. but it doesn't help them at all. Got it. So if you can get it out, great. If not, bigger thing is to keep any small fine particulate or yeah, debris Yeah, from out. like sometimes the inside of the manufacturing of the bags and those little pieces sometimes can kind of get through and that helps to filter that out. Is that well, it's a actually, misconception? It's more of the just the dust and the pollen in the air. I see, okay. There's, air filters on the compressors, they collect a lot of it, but still a lot of it gets into there. If you ever take okay, apart cool. an older compressor and you look underneath the head of it, you're going to see a lot of junk inside there. Oh, yeah. That's basically getting spit into your tank, which is going out to your valves. Oh, yeah. Now, as uh, i got a few more minutes, a couple more questions. Yes. As we turn here and we kind of take a look at some of the newer stuff that you guys you know, are possibly offering, um, what's the important thing for you to go and expand with, like, this seems like a new setup to me that I don't recall seeing. Now, I don't come every year, so I may have missed it last year. But explain some of this stuff that you guys got going on. Sure, this is actually our new AeroLeaf system. Um, we, the patent has been published yet, but we have been approved for it. Okay. Essentially, we have a bearing in the middle here that is like if you took a leaf spring, broke it in half, and put a bearing in it. Yep. So we're utilizing front leaf spring mount, rear leaf spring mount, and U-bolt to the axle. This thing stays completely centered underneath there. You don't need any pan hards or watt link or anything like that. And we do actually mount the air spring inside the link so it's leveraged. Now it's gonna give us more travel, like if you put a bag on a bar. Got it. As well as put the load from the chassis on the factory leaf spring points where it's designed for. Excellent, excellent, I appreciate the explanation. Uh, a couple more things, when we talk about the bags, one thing that I've really appreciated over the course of time is, keep me honest, folks can call Universal Air if they wanna buy a product or go online, or yes. do you have, you don't have to be a, you know, you can call retail and yeah. buy stuff. Yeah, so God forbid if you've had, uh, my wife's Dodge Charger was bagged a long time with these products. And over time, obviously, you've got your normal maintenance. If I needed a bag, I could call, and yeah. you guys would generally ship it out the same day, and that's really customer-friendly. What's the difference between your bags and some of the others on the market? Well, the biggest difference is going to be is that we actually focus on making a lot of different products. Okay. If you look at our bags, we have a lot of bags. Most yes. custom car companies don't make this many different variations of bags. And the big reason is, yes, they all go up and down, they all, you put weight on them, they'll stay there. But the big thing is different bags are needed for different applications. Got it. So if you want to make it ride good, you do need to have a lot of different options. Just like if you put a set of springs on a car, you don't have one or two springs that you throw yep. on every single car. Got it. And as we kind of wind it down, I wanted to take a look at some of the modular um, setups over here. This was one of the ones I remember, the white one um, with the different tanks. And obviously, you know, you've got some eye candy, so to speak, in terms of the... Uh, the hard lines, right, which is, it, it's become just an ultra popular thing. This was the first one I saw a couple of years ago, yeah. and I kind of fell in love because with the billet aluminum bracketry that you have, you can do these different configurations, orientations, and whatnot. 
Uh, have you guys seen some success with some of these product offerings? Oh yeah, the, honestly, the billet tank has taken off a lot more than I ever thought it would. Yeah, yeah. To me, it's the main thing was yeah, it's a fancy tank. You can throw it in a show car. You can do the crazy hard lines, but at the end of the day, it makes it simple. You yep. can mount your valve to it, mount your pumps to it. It's like a drop-in unit, and you can customize it. You can put them on different sides of it and do whatever you want. Yep. Excellent, excellent. Um, if they want to find out more information, uh, where should they? I know you guys are bigger on social media now. Where should they go? Uh, Instagram's uh, Universal Air, or even our website's universalair.com. YouTube's on is Universal Air as well. Or of course, give us a call at 800-864-2470. Zach Ratcliffe, thank you so much for taking thank the time, our by. friends. Listen, we love that you guys come out here and support the scene. Uh, what's one of my favorite displays from the coloring and how you guys do all of this. And I tell you what, uh, you guys have a great brand. And I wouldn't say that unless I was running it on my 64 Lincoln with my modular tank. So we're gonna continue our coverage here of SEMA 2023. Let's keep it going. Thank you. Thanks, Zach. Hey, hey, we're continuing our coverage of SEMA 2023. We got Kyle Fannin, the new, kind of the new host. New guest co-host occasionally, once, twice, three times a year. Mike, if you're watching or listening, which we know he doesn't listen, if you're hearing this, dude, you're going to have to submit a new, um, like an employee binder, kind of like a resume. I heard I have a binder with tick marks. Yep. You know, like when companies are doing cutbacks, like, you know, the people got to apply for the positions. Uh, Kyle, dude, what's it's early in the week. You got in yesterday. What's yep. the vibe so far at SEMA 2023? Man, I think that it's more space, like we said last year. But I, there's people in line at 9 o'clock waiting for the doors to open. It was a bum rush to get in here. I think people were happy to come see this stuff. But there's more room. And I think a lot of it has to do with the, the more space, the West Hall and all of yep. that. Like, I, did yeah. see, I did see Ford's back. Did you see them? I did not see that Ford's back, but I saw Toyota had their old spot, yep. which is interesting because right we've there. talked a little bit about the dynamic of, you know, our company's leaving here. Is the money really well spent here but i can tell you this obviously we're not looking at the actual tick mark sheets but when you look at the volume of people and you can barely get a photo then you know so it's just insane because you know at the end of the day there's way more there's a lot of people here aftermarket manufacturers yep. here I, I think that you know that's the new thing it, it well not the new thing but i guess more people are customizing stuff than it is to release a brand new pickup or a car and i think right. that's what the manufacturers are realizing that the, the aftermarket is where drives the business yeah. drives the whole kind yeah, of industry and, and ford kind of went that way with the uh, new bronco yeah like they're trying to make their own modular stuff, stuff. kind of compete like a, a little bit more with jeep yeah. and all that yep Listen, um, I appreciate you giving us a word. I want to try to link back up with you because I know you're going to go walk around with the homies. Yep. Uh, I'm going to get with Mike here. We're going to talk a little bit about airlift. We can't thank you enough for coming on, uh, but let's sync back up in a little bit as we're continuing our coverage of SEMA 2023. Yeah, we'll see you. We out here. We out here. Hey, we're continuing our coverage of SEMA 2023. we got Mike Alexander, the Mike Alexander. Yo, yo, yo. How's the? What's the vibe so far? It's early in the week. How you feeling? Yeah, so far so good, man. Like it's just good energy. This is our biggest booth we've ever done as Airlift yes. as a company. Ton of great builds, so yep. much quality. Yep, yep. Just high end. I've seen a lot of completed rides that run, which is, I mean, that's, yeah. that's a good thing, <laughs> right? right Asima. Yeah, the times <laughs> are changing. Yeah, good vibes. Here's something that's interesting. You know, our audience. If you think about, I was over um, in a in another booth earlier today, and we were talking about how far air suspensions come. You think quarter inch lines, dual needle gauges, and whatnot. Wow. Did you ever think in a million years we'd be talking about uh, 
crazy manufacturing and oh by the way we can control stuff with our phone now right yeah apps air suspension on your phone height sensors all yep. the things yep. it, it has come a long way i mean since you and i've been doing it yep. manual valves yep. Plumbing, plumbing ball valves out of Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, we never did that. We're, oh, wait, oh, just kidding. We'll oh, edit that out. Yeah, yeah, we didn't do that. Yeah, and you think about this, the the innovation that you guys have made. You know, a lot of people don't know this, but air suspension goes all the way back to like the 50s with with right. the Greyhound buses and all that. Yep. But Airlift has continued to push the limits. Where do you maybe see? I know you can't predict and give us all of the answers, but do you continue to see evolution? Like, where do you see and stuff going the next couple of years? Oh, absolutely. There's always evolution. I mean, dating back, it's a family-owned company since 1949, so that's why we're doing our 75 year here. There will always be something new and innovative of coming out of airlift but to look forward a few years i do feel that like you know height sensor technology is changing compressor technology is changing there's a ton of new ways that we can do some of the old things um, especially with advanced robotic manufacturing a lot of the things that we're doing so over the next few years you'll see next gen air management you'll see you'll see some updates and some things i can't exactly talk about right right exactly <laughs> now one of the things when you came on board years ago the flow brand came on board as well yes sir and when i walk around here a lot you know you've made a lot of inroads over the years there's a lot of vehicles with those tanks and i think it also adds kind of the flair so to speak when you think of the stainless steel and some of the aluminum hard lines that people are doing that to me was like a big jump in right. seeing these modular tanks right the the quality of install has come a long way right because we used to hide our air suspension it was kind of the redheaded stepchild sure the car looks great low the truck looks great on the ground but the air right, suspension right. not so much so to beautify it to simplify it but to make the install stand out like in our uh, corral that that black c10 from arizona high test the hard lines the setup the twin yep. turbos just an amazing quality, high-end stuff, and it's beautiful. It's work, yep. works of art, right? Yeah, the black 69 Lincoln over there, yeah. I want to say it has the flow tanks in it as yeah, well. it's got a dual setup. Yeah, which is crazy because who would have ever thought all those years ago with our basically our Home Depot tanks we started with that would rust <laughs> right. on the inside that you know you'd be able to have the ends come off and the, for the blue Walmart tank actually right. to be specific right 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 <laughs> the Home Depot valves right we never did that though um, with Airlift where you guys are positioned um, now some of you guys are able to work because my understanding you kind of work remotely and you help control a lot of different aspects you know and your hands are in a lot of different pieces right. Um, do you see value in coming to SEMA every year? Obviously, you got a bigger booth, but where, where else can people see you guys throughout the country? Yeah, absolutely, and worldwide. We'll be at Essen in Germany uh, nice. two months or a month and a half from now. But yeah, all over the world we do trade shows, but more specifically, the ability for people to uh, obtain information online. Our website's getting a revamp, so oh, nice. we'll be talking about that here soon. Great. Um, a lot of just, you know, to the consumer information, content marketing, just fun stuff. You know, we love the people, we love Air Ride, and we love to uh, have fun with it. Yeah, you guys use the hashtag Life on Air, right, I correct. believe. Now, are there two, um, because I don't know this, when, when I think of Airlift and you think of some of the newer school stuff, are there two facets of the business? Yeah, so the way the business is broken into two divisions, Airlift Company is our load support, tow haul division, like the Got helper it. bag stuff. Um, that you would traditionally see as just tow support. And that could also go fleet type stuff, right. all that. Yep, job site stuff. Yep. And uh, airlift performance is our slammed Got division. It. You know, yep. the performance vehicle stuff, the truck, car. Yep, yep. Yeah, and over the years, the stuff I've had, one of the benefits, I believe, and keep me honest, in the past when I've called there, even some of the older bags that maybe have been sunsetted, so to speak, 
you guys would still have them, and a lot of times they'd ship out the same day. And right. I remember doing that. I had an old, old original kit that had. It was a digital controller, right? But it was like the early the infancy, the early uh, V two or right. whatever. Exactly, yeah. and you yeah. think about you know fifteen, twenty years later, how much like we said it's changed. Yeah, and a lot of stuff. I mean, we pride ourselves on customer service. Yes, so yeah. We really care. If someone calls in, we're gonna figure out a solution. Yep. Uh, as we kind of wrap it up here, I wanted to kind of ask you what what gets you excited every day when you wake up out of bed in terms of the business that you're in. Man, I just love, I mean, we go way back, you and sure. me, like custom cars, it's our life, it's our passion, but I just love the people continuing to invent something new, impress yep. us with something yep. new. Every time you get to SEMA, you're like, man, I've been thinking about that, but I just never really understood yep. how it came together. Just seeing the excitement around, you know, new, innovative products uh, and the people that make it yep. Yeah, the 80s, the 90s, all of that nostalgia stuff is back. So it's cool that you can come here and you can see a patina ride. Right. I mean, 20 years ago, when we were in mini trucks, you would have never thought, like, you'd be like, you can't get in a club because right. you're not painted. But now it's like you can have a bag DeLorean with that stainless look. Right. Or, oh, by the way, you can have a truck that's been sitting outside 100 years <laughs> yeah. that's got a new drivetrain. So. And it's just as cool, right? Or, like, yeah. some of the Lincolns, too. Like, yeah. things come and go trend-wise, but I think classic style, taste, just having the ability to see what a car should, could would be, yep. I think that that's always a, a hit. It's always a hit. Yeah, I'll say this, Max Grundy, I know you've had a relationship with him in the past uh, and still do. I got a chance to see the the camper deal over there. Like oh, yeah. That's just another example yep. of just like, wow, like, dude, like. Yeah, doing something new in a different way, but like everyone looks at that and goes, yeah, I've thought of that. Yeah, but you know, not actually done it. <laughs> and I didn't want to polish all that. It's like, right. I don't want to polish my billet wheels, let alone that thing. Oh, but, yeah. but seriously, yeah, that's the cool thing about when you come here. I, you know, each each time I do every few years, it's like I get excited because I just go, "Wow!" Like, can we keep keep ratcheting things up? Right. And the answer from the American public and really the worldwide is that the answer is yes. yes. It's going to keep going to the next level. So Absolutely. whether we want it or not, and we of course want it. <laughs> right. Well, I always think of like, I mean. You look at extreme sports. Did you ever think people would be doing what they're doing on BMX right now when we were kids? Or the Nitro Circus stuff, yeah. like the, the, the recliners, <laughs> yeah. backflips and shit. I'm like, wait, what? You're just like, wait a minute. So, I mean, we're as people, we will always continue to one-up each other because that's what we do, especially yeah. as dudes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, any last words for everyone out there? Uh, no, I'd just like to thank everyone for watching uh, OLP, and uh, thank you for visiting us at SEMA if you're here. Come by and say hi. Airlift, Airlift Performance, check them out, and also check out, tap on the hashtag Life on Air. Good people, lots of great products. You'll be hearing more about them. Take care, everyone. Thanks, We're going to keep this coverage going. Cheers. Hey, hey, we're continuing our coverage of SEMA 2023, and we got Mr. Brandon Burrell. What's going thanks, on? Thanks for taking the time. Editor-in-chief at Street Trucks. Uh, what's so far the vibe that you've seen at SEMA 2023? As usual, a lot of high-end stuff, a lot of over-the-top wow factor stuff. Yep. Uh, several of our feature and cover vehicles are here. So oh, yeah. That, that always works out. It's early in the week, and we're getting a jump on it. Here's the cool thing that I've seen uh, with the magazines flying off the shelves. We have the November issue that's – or you guys have the November yes, issue Yes, here hitting. in the booth, yes. And – um, you have a couple things. Also, the uh, what's the the Rocco C10 that Johnny O shot? That's also able to be picked up here. Yeah, that's the our, our newest cover, the November issue. Uh, Johnny O shot it in the studio with fire behind it, real yep. fire, not Photoshop. So, yeah, pretty cool stuff. Now, in addition to that, we got to remind people they got to subscribe. Yes, 100% um, subscribe. Uh, if you can't find it in the stores. 
subscribe. StreetTrucksMag.com. Yeah, StreetTrucksMag.com. You can buy copies if you if you need more copies. You can buy them online. Yep, yep. Same price as the store. Now, kind of ironic that the uh, November issue was just hitting, and obviously, you know, with this stuff being done in advance, you we've already seen a sneak peek of December. Can you kind of let the audience We're, know what they're December's expecting? December's got a sneak peek already. We're actually working on the January issue, just production times. You sure. have to go ahead. Uh, December issue, we've got, it's our holiday issue. We have a cool red Santa sled on the cover. Uh, Dave Shulman's Lightning, sorry, Madison Shulman's Lightning. A pack full of Christmas gifts in the bed, so... And something that uh, a birdie had told me when you talk about the holiday theme, I think they're going to see that throughout that issue. So that's kind of cool. We've seen that in years past with different publications, including street trucks. Yeah. Uh, but that's kind of cool that you guys are thinking ahead with that stuff. Yeah, like the, the December issue being a holiday issue. It's got a holiday buyer's guide in it. Uh, every feature in it's either red or white. just ties the theme together. So. Yeah. Now, I know we can't probably talk much about January, but like you said, with it being worked on, um, I think our audience, you know our audience, they're going to be highly um, anticipating that one, and they're going to be super excited, I'm sure, when that one hits newsstands sure. and uh, mailboxes. Yeah, the January issue, uh, it's going to be a throwback. Um, you OG mini truck guys will understand when it comes out. We've got some some stuff, surprise coming out. Uh, cool. There's there's a lot of uh, little details that's being tied in. We'll see how many of our readers can can link it back to the, the throwback. Yep, I think it's going to be very cool. Um, I know you have been uh, hustling on a new project. Can you just tell us quickly about the newer build that you did for SEMA 2023? Yeah, so I've got Project Stockish. It's a 23 Sierra 1500 diesel. Uh, it's actually in the Dropstars booth outside. Four nice. uh, six drop twenty six is of course my typical full interior touch to it. So, yeah, and you're no stranger as we've talked about in the past to, to SEMA. You've been to a lot of these, and if you were counting for those scoring at home, you've had your hand in your personal vehicles as well as some of your friends. Countless. This this year, the project stock is this year is my eighth SEMA placement since two thousand fourteen. Wow. Some vehicles have come back a couple times. Sure. So. Very cool. Um, you know, I like the numbers and I like uh, looking at some of the history and whatnot. Uh, street Truck started August 99, so we're rolling into 2024, right. technically the 25th year, so I'm kind of getting excited about that. I think it's the 25th year. Um, I hope, I wish you guys all the success, For and sure. I love uh, what you guys are doing. I would highly encourage people, like Brandon said, you can go out there and buy extra issues. So the December one's hot, November, well, November's hot, December's yeah. great. January for our audience, I think it's going to be over the top. So listen, it's going to be almost like collector's level, in my opinion. Yes, 100%. So, so I would tell people, like to Brandon's point, retail experience has transformed. And if you can't find it, like you said, on a newsstand, you just go to streettrucksmag.com. I think scroll to the well. bottom. Yeah, same price as well. And they'll show right up there in the mail. The, the funny part is our, I know you guys can't see it, but our February cover is sitting two boosts down. So. Yeah, okay. Yeah, which so is there's a lot cool. of stuff here that's 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 in the works to see it back in person. Is this is where you see everything? Is it SEMA? So I really can't end this without you giving an awesome shout out to your amazing, awesome wife. I know she's your ride or die. He likes I, using the term "awesome" a yeah, lot. Yeah, I do. I do. I learned that from Mike, and I, I think she uh, she puts up with Brandon all the time and all his projects. And I know she loves you, right? Yeah, for sure. She's my assistant this week carrying my, my extra gear, my, my stuff I need. So I can't take pictures and uh, and talk to people and carry all my stuff. So That's awesome. StreetTrucksMag.com. Check uh, Burrell, B-U-R-R-E-L-L, 
Images on Instagram. You got to follow him. And also, let's not forget, I know you dabble a little bit in YouTube. Yeah. They can check out the channel. Everything on my personal is all Burrell Images across all platforms. And, of course, the street truck stuff, the, the Motortopia YouTube page. Yep. We've got a lot, of, a lot of cool videos coming out with a lot of our features, some sit-down interviews, some behind-the-scenes stuff. So it gives yeah. everybody a digital perspective to go with the print side of it. Yeah, they're transforming that online experience. So, again, street trucks, Burrell Images. And uh, make sure you subscribe to the magazine because, hey, all you old school guys, we love our print magazines. For sure. Brandon, thank you so much for your time. All right, man. Have a great rest of the week. You too. Hey, hey, no stranger to OLP, Randy Frederick, man. What's the feeling like? Ballistic two point or um, two ballistic out there at SEMA 2023. It's been a run, brother. Uh, I can't I can't even put it into words what it's been, to be honest with you. Papa Smurf used to say, if I was a train, I'd be running right on time. And what I noticed is everything went, uh, knock on wood, went super smooth for you. The trip out, you went in right at the designated time. Uh, what was the feeling like when they opened the floodgates on Tuesday, seeing all the people checking out uh, Two Ballistic? Uh, it was crazy, the amount of love the truck got for what it is. and it's It's, it's been a run. I, I'm still you know, kind of in shock to be honest with you, Jay. It's 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 amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah, we've thanked I know you have thanked many times the the team behind it, but it's it's awesome to see kind of the fruits of the labor, if you will, seeing the truck there in the kicker booth. And I you know, I saw Danny Coker and those guys over there a little bit earlier. The Lear guys were over there checking it out, probably thinking, damn, we gotta bring these toppers back. But what uh, what's been like your favorite aspect so far with this kind of this journey that uh, that's that started about a week ago when you left uh, to to Vegas? The highlight of the day, of the so far of the week was a meeting Pat Nickel. He came out today, which is Thursday, and sat in the truck, loved the truck, signed some items that we're going to go ahead and auction off at say Southeast Mini Truck Nats and a couple other shows. You know, to help people out because that's what it's about. It's helping everybody out. It was just. It's been a whirlwind, Jason. I can't say thank you enough or thank you enough to the team that helped get the truck to where it's at, you know? Yeah, I mean, tip of the cap, you know, when you think of, like, we've recapped this a couple times, but, you know, there was the sneak peek preview in Custom Trucks Mag. Boom gets featured in Custom Trucks Mag. There's more coming with print. Uh, there's a few more things that you've lined up there. It's really kind of an unprecedented run in this modern era of mini trucking because, you know, with, with their a lack of print magazines and sometimes outlets it might seem, but everybody's kind of descending upon your truck to say, Hey, we want a piece of you getting this in their media. And that's pretty cool. Oh yeah, for sure. And like I said, there's another magazine coming out and street trucks covers coming out. I mean, it's just unprecedented. I would have never thought in a million years they would have got this far. Oh yeah. How, how has Sarah uh, enjoyed the kind of the trip over there and you guys just been really kind of living life. Uh, how's all that been? It's, it's great. We've, she's never been this far west, and it's you know it's just like a vacation. It's just we're in the Venetian right now, looking at the blue sky, but we're inside a building. It's pretty crazy. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I tell you, when we look back in twenty, thirty years, uh, we're going to be a little older, but we're going to look back and say, man, this was an era when you know two ballistic came out swinging, and you know for Pat Nichol to come and sit in the truck and you know give his tip of the cap, and like many people have said it, you know, man. You know, this this build really was like far above and beyond. But you got to remember, like I've told people, 
and, and I think Pat even said that, you know, 30 years ago, people were trying to figure this stuff out. So the fact that you've got this thing dialed in with the powder-coated chassis, the Colorado Custom Wheels, the Kicker Audio, that amazing paint, it just really is like, blam, right on you, man. Oh, absolutely. And what was even more special is him giving the tip of the cap saying, you did an awesome job, yeah. you know, to get his approval for something. I said, man, I hugged, I had to hug him like five or six times, to be honest <laughs> with you, Jason, because to me, it was, he's a superstar, right? I mean, yeah. I said, dude, I don't know how many times I've looked at this magazine and whatnot and just wondered what the, what the hell, you know, yeah. it's, it's just, it's amazing. And he was th honestly thrown back just the, the quality of the truck and and the, and the people that put the truck together it, it was it was just awesome oh yeah oh yeah I, I know when we were in the kicker booth we got to see a lot of their stuff and what's cool and i wanted to reinforce is that with your audio kicker went through all of that old school stuff but they do have a lot of newer stuff if people want to you know throw together a system really you know they should look no further than kicker Oh, absolutely. They're the only person, uh, privately owned speaker company in the United States, if not the world now, uh, after JL Audio sold out. So, And you met the owner because, you know, when you talked, you and I talked about a year and a half ago, maybe even two years ago, and you kind of had hatched this plan. You said, yo, I'm going to be 50. Kicker is going to be 50 because 73, right? So that's really, really cool how some of those stars aligned. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Steve Irby, the, the owner of Kicker, was super nice. And they've done nothing but gracious to me and my wife and the crew here at SEMA 2023. I can't say enough about these guys, man. The company is fantastic. In fact, we're stopping by there on the way home to do a photo shoot and a video for them at their building. So. Now, I believe, keep me honest, you have a flow tank in there. We got some audio on this episode with Mike Alexander. Of course, flow rolls up under airlift now and i tell you with the tailgate down it just looks so good in there with the lights on and uh all that old school equipment there oh yeah uh, they've been nothing but gracious too we had a problem with one of their old tanks and they sent me a brand new tank no questions asked so i would definitely recommend hook, hooking up with slow and if you need your air uh, suspension or airlift needs oh yeah uh as we wind it down, I want to say this. I did want to hang more, but it just didn't – everything didn't line up. Uh, we did get a chance to go to Pepper Mill, uh, which was cool seeing you guys and Eric, who were a couple of the homies that were able to to, to peel away from home and come out uh, to, to, you know, to see the truck there in Vegas. Uh, to be honest with you, almost everyone except Steve Hansen, uh, you had – Paul Davis, you had Fred Hebron, April Hebron, um, Chad Gill, Matt Reynolds, Amanda Reynolds, the whole crew, ex everybody except uh, Stephen Hansen, to be honest with you. Cool. And Steve's back probably hustling, working, holding down the fort? Yeah, I would think so. Um, the, the, the amount of dedication these guys to come out here because it's not cheap to come out here jay we we ate at fat burger it was 50 bucks for two burgers <laughs> two drinks and fries yeah. bro 50 bucks that's why i'm and at in and out burger lunch, eating you know for like eight mean? bucks so, dog <laughs> oh yeah absolutely, absolutely we ate there once we should ate there more because it's just been ridiculous <laughs> man yeah yeah well, hey, man, I tell you, like, it's just, it's been awesome. And, you know, to have the little small part, I mean, obviously we've become good friends over the years. I always tell people, hey, that's my brother. And I said, you talk bad about Randy, you're going to get knocked the F out. You know what I mean? So uh, the way I look at it is this, man, you've been around this scene a long time ago or for a long time. Courtney shot the Nissan hard body all those years. But, you know, the passion is what really drives a lot of 
kind of what we do in this passion that you've had the last couple of years has been like, dude, really a flagship build that I think will go down in mini trucking history that is one of the baddest out there, bro. Thank you so much. That's thanks for the kind words. And I appreciate it. Like I said, I hope so because uh, these guys deserve the credit and the trip is not going to change. You know, somebody overheard somebody saying, Oh, add graphics. And like, then it's not the same truck. You I, know what I mean, this yeah. truck is going to save and I said that to Pat, he agreed 100%. So. Yeah, well, good stuff. Well, listen, I know you've got a few important days ahead of you. Be safe. The good thing is a UPS overnight driver, so you don't need the toothpicks like Mike Murray. But seriously, you and Sarah, be safe getting home. And uh, I can't wait to see you uh, at the next show, brother. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. And you, you take care. You, you and Mike keep doing what you do, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Give everyone our best and stay on the rise, Randy. We'll talk soon. All right. Will do. See ya. Hey, hey, we're co- we're continuing our coverage of SEMA 2023, and we're linking up now with Mike Barsha. Mike, dude, salute. What a crazy thing you've recently done. You already had set the bar high, and then, boom, you come back with no compromise. Uh, I don't even want to call it a 2.0, dude, but, man, you got to be on cloud nine right now. Yeah, it's really incredible. You know, um, when Justin and I kind of came up with the concept – you know, of trying to change some stuff is more how I've been kind of saying it, more so than a 2.2, 2.0 or anything like that. But, um, yeah, you know, just super happy to be here. The response has been absolutely awesome. You know, and the, the concern for me was how do you make all these changes but make sure they're all for the better and not ruin something that I, I felt like really came out really absolutely awesome. Yeah. And um, I, I feel like we, we got the right people and we're able to accomplish that. Yeah, having lived in the Tampa Bay area, I've been around the scene a long time. You predate me. Uh, we, we've always known, like even going back to your mini truck and feature with the Isuzu, right? Um, you know, it's you You always set a high bar for yourself and for the rides, and you've supported the scene a very, very, very long time. And I still remember, I told Chuck this one day, I remember when you first got that dually. I think it was black. And I, I, I remember you and Chuck cruising it over at a, a there was a there's a Burger King like five minutes from my house and we used to do a little cruise in there, and I remember when you I think it was first bagged, and you guys cruised through and it's crazy to see the progression from it. Of course, when it was featured in Tailgate, many don't maybe remember that, but now you know this this kind of refresh, if you will. Talk to us about a few things that you decided to do. Well, you know, I've had the truck since 2001, Jason. You know, and yeah, it was black originally. And we played in it blue and silver. Got featured a few times, one of them being um, also in trucking as well. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> and, um, you know, then we, you know, we built a chassis and I showed the chassis. It was featured in street trucks with an unbelievable feature, you know, and then um, debuted here in Vegas in 2018. Yep. And I've had a wonderful time with the truck in, over these cast, last few years, you know. I accomplished a lot more than I ever anticipated to be able to accomplish. But I got to the point to where, you know, um, Slamfest is kind of a perfect example. Mike, you won it twice. It never gets anybody twice, you know, for a best of show. You know, you can bring it back, but you can't compete. And um, we just went on display. Well, that's kind of a bummer. I worked really hard for the truck for 15 years, you know. And so what do you do at that point in time? It takes the kind of takes the wind out of your sail, you know. So sure. You either sell it, you try and drive it, and you kind of ruin it, or you redo it. And, and talking to Justin and Eli, you know, they're like, oh, let's do Let's add graphics. Let's do this. Let's do that. And it kind of snowballed. And um, here we are in Vegas 2023 at SEMA, you know, in the Sony booth. 
so the whole thing started, you know, with um, changing the fuel injection setup. I was having an issue with it, um, chasing sensors. So I wanted to change the fuel injection setup. So we went over the Holly Sniper system and adjusting the Eli, um, swapped all that out. We put in a whole new lower intake and to the sniper system, put new computers and everything in it. And then I had Cisco build a custom upper intake. And then, of course, you know, um, we did the graphics and, you know, um, so Twin States, Justin, Eli blew the truck apart, sent it down, prepped it all. And, um, you know, we brought in Daniel, you know, we were talking about it a lot, you know, and I love Daniel to death as a person. He's a phenomenal guy. He's always done great work. And I feel like his work has just gotten so much better throughout the years. And, and now, did the truck always have air conditioning? Yeah, it always had AC. You just didn't have the controller. It was kind of more hidden. It was in the console, but it wasn't real obvious. Um, all the AC stuff was there. Um, just didn't really realize it. And by changing the dash, the AC now, it, it's more, you know, more focused upon the AC controls. And I had AC vents before, but now, obviously, with the new dash that MTI built me, the dash is, you know... Um, has all the um, 3D printed AC vents, um, one on right and left, and then one in the center by the AC controls itself. Yeah, absolutely. And in the steering wheels, one off. You, did you have to end up changing it? Because it seemed like the steering column may have been changed too. Because now you got the gear selector. Yeah, so it's the same column. It's a Flaming River drop column. I just um, reached out to Jonathan, piece over it, um, you know, uh, and had him build me one of his killer wheels, but. You know, I talked to Jonathan a while about doing a one-off, you know, and he's like, I can do them. I don't really do a lot of them. You know, they just they get expensive, and we worked through a, a concept and a design, and um, next thing you know, um, I have a spark one-off steering wheel, you know. Um, super good guy, and he does really killer work. Um, it's just it's a, it's a long process when you're trying to design something one-off like that. And one thing that we really did that was different is the bottom of the steering wheel, the spokes connect together. Uh, which he's never done that before. He always has an outer ring, um, which we obviously had a ring, but we actually had the, the actual wheel connect on the bottom, which was pretty unique and different. And then we took the design elements of the dash and put it in the right and left side of the steering wheel, but then put the ovals uh, half throughout the truck in the um, bottom of the steering wheel. So that way it works with the dash that's in it. It also takes an element of, of the ovals throughout the truck. And I also work with Dan um, over Lumacraft, and he built me a one-off billet grill. Um, it's got the ovals in that as well. We change out the headlights. Um, we, of course, um, you know, so Phoenix Forge is a newer wheel company. They built my um, center caps that I had on the truck before. And, um, you know, we started doing going on this process of, you know, oh, my gosh, we've changed, you know, the we have the graphics now, and we're talking about doing interior stuff, and, you know, we're going to do the fuel injection and change the motor stuff, and, like, well, I'm like, well, if we're doing all that, we need to change the wheels, you know, to keep it fresh. And so I reached out to Phoenix Forged, and um, he built me a set of one-off wheels, and we talked a while about it. And, you know, it was two months to design the wheels that um, I was happy with. And one of the crazy parts about the wheels, I don't know if you saw the pictures, I but the wheels machined inside and out of all the wheels. Yeah. So all the machine work that you see is on both sides of each wheel, which I've never seen a wheel ever do that before, which is pretty wild. My Diamondback tires are the same way. Diamondback has never done that before. The stripe is on the inside and the out of all the tires. Awesome. Um, so that's pretty pretty unique. You know, I always try to think of both sides of each thing, not just one, you know, sure. to make sure that um, it, um, lo it looks right to me, you know. And I think we were able to accomplish 
a lot of little changes, but that added up to a lot. You know, obviously taking the truck out to Texas and um, having Chris Pate and his team at MTI um, build a new dash, do the new center console. I don't know if you noticed I also did push button start on the truck. I did. So that's pretty I did. cool. I saw the Acura controller next to it. Yep, yep. Yeah. And um, then, of course, we try to, you know, the idea was to do a more of a modern hot rod interior. And I, I really um, love my seats and love the colors and everything. But um, I, I thought that a change in the dash and the console could really modernize the interior. And, um, you know, I felt like right after I debuted my truck originally that that kind of like was like the direction the big builds were going. And I'm like, man, I came out with a classic style dash, you know, when everybody else is going modern. So um, it gave me something to, to look forward to and, and a change and to hopefully better, you know, it's very hard to make these decisions to change something that I really loved to death and accomplished a lot. And how do you change it and not mess it up, make something that looked great, make it look bad, you know, and pull it off. And, you know, the feedback so far is everybody's been blown away with it. And everybody's been incredibly complimentary and been like, oh, my gosh. And so it really stands out to the people that work really hard, you know, between you know, Justin Eli from Twin States, you know, and obviously Chris Payton, the guys in MTI, and then, you know, the Phoenix Forge for the wheels and just all these people in Cisco for the upper intake. You know, we went back and forth a bunch on that. You know, um, it's a lot of moving parts, you know, and to make sure it all comes together and, and um, you know, we did renderings for things and to make sure things came out right, you know. Absolutely. But I think in the long run, it all it all came out really awesome. Oh yeah, and you know one of the tip of the caps that you've gotten so far, obviously SEMA's still full um, full steam ahead this week. We're kind of midweek. Is the best custom interior by uh, Trim? Oh, it's a Trim Award. Uh, TMI, yes. of course, a big big name in the industry. And again, we saw you post that uh, via Instagram. So congrats. Thank you. Yeah, that was um, pretty amazing. You know, I made the top twenty top interiors at SEMA by TMI for their Trim Awards. To make the top 20, I thought was just mind blowing, you know, out of like thousands of some of the best cars in the country sure. and, and, and some of the world, right? There's cars from Australia and Japan here, you know? Oh, yeah. And to make the top 20 is incredible. And then to turn around and win best truck interior was just like, wow, you know, oh, yeah. just mind blowing. And it's just really, it's a huge thanks to, you know, Chris and the team at MCI and Interworks, really, the, the, those two shops to build the interior that they did. It's just, compliments to them and their hard work you know oh yeah uh just a couple more questions talk to us about the gauge cluster because that just seems like kind of next level you're start starting to see some of that in the newer vehicles yeah so you know, being that we went over to the holly sniper fuel injection setup we had the ability to use a holly pro dash 12.3 um and that was really chris pate pushing me to, the, to do that and um he's like man you know we're doing a modern style dash we, we've got to do modern gauges you know, at the time when we started talking about redoing the dash, I really was thinking more like reaching out to classic instruments and doing a one-off gauge cluster with those guys. And um, Chris um, really pushed me in the direction of the modern, and I love it. And when we, I, it was actually very difficult to find as part of you know the whole shortage of inventory. I finally, um, they're just not available. I finally was able to find a hot rod shop um, in Arkansas that was doing a build, and I guess the guy just you know, pull the plug on the build or whatever. So I was able to get the cluster from those guys. Unfortunately, you pay a premium to get products when you can't get them. But, um, but I absolutely love it. And 
I've got a guy I work with. His name is Andre. And um, I work with him and to build a digital um, image for the cluster. So that's a 100% um, custom graphic. Um, then we worked with another company that actually was able to make all the needles and everything on the graphic actually work. You know, that's the, that's the tricky part. You can build a cool image. That doesn't mean you can make it all work. So, um, so that was pretty neat to be able to pull something like that off. And, you know, um, he did a couple different renderings, some in the tan color, you know, and, and et cetera. And I just really love the red, you know, with the, with my, my non-compromised logo in the center of it. I just think the red really helps, you know, kind of bring it all together and, helps make a pop oh yeah yeah you've done a great job is kind of summarizing a lot of the things and like i said you know seeing the truck kind of surprising a lot of people you know i i, I think there were and, I, and i'm going to talk to daniel smith here in a few minutes you know there, there were some rumblings you know you you've been doing a lot of the um ceramic coatings at your house and i saw like one time you posted a, a video or a photo and everyone's like well where's your truck you know so there were some rumblings of things that were going on but what I like that you did, Mike, is that you really kept it under wraps and nobody knew that you were just going to go, blam, SEMA 2023. So that was certainly awesome. Well, that was the whole thing. You know, I, I feel bad for the people I lied. I told them <laughs> that I was in storage. <laughs> right, right. Sure. I told, I told, I'm like, yeah, it's over at my buddy's truck's house. You know, he has a bigger garage than I do, and I'm doing all this ceramic coating. I need room in my garage, and I don't want to take a chance of hitting it or whatever. And yes, I was full of shit. But, um, I wanted to to kind of keep it under the wrap. I mean, I didn't tell anybody. Like five people knew outside of all the people that were working on my truck or building parts. That's it. You know, I mean, I didn't tell some people that I would call my best friends. Not that I don't love them to death and they're not my boys, but I wanted to keep an element of surprise. And some people don't, also don't know how to keep their, their, um, their lips um, sealed. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, and that's a tough thing. I mean, even in the music industry, you know, you have these guys doing, like Eminem's one of my favorite artists, dropping these surprise albums and stuff. There's NDAs and there's a lot of this stuff. So it's it's one of those things where it's just, you know, it, it's the nature of the game, you know, when you're trying to keep stuff under wraps. I wanted to say this. Uh, congrats to your homie, one of your good buddies, David Phillips. I think he had won. My understanding was he had won uh, Best of Show at Slamfest. He did, yeah. So... You know, David Phillips killed it with his truck. You know, he's been building it or redoing stuff for five years. It was at Twin States as well. They did um, actually two motor swaps. They did one motor swap, put LS in it. I guess David didn't realize what he really was had bought, but it was more of a race engine. When they finally got it fired up, it was like too much motor for that truck. It just didn't like make sense. So they bought a whole nother crate motor, um, not a built motor this time. And um, they did that motor and they had interior worked on and he took the Corvette suspension and had all of it jet hot in. And then he bought shot wheels for it and matching steering wheel. Did a bunch of changes to the truck. And then he, um, luckily, um, you know, I was able to talk him into bringing out the slam fest and he actually had it down at Miranda build. They had just put a new exhaust on it. He was having them do some other things. I'm like, dude, bring it to me. Let's polish out the paint. Let's make this, this thing look awesome. I told him I thought he had a great chance of winning best of show at Slamfest, and we did that. I, I worked on the truck excess of 80 hours, you know, in two weeks on top of my regular job to get the truck um, in the best condition I could, and uh, we went out there, and um, and yeah, he won best of show and won $5,000, and he also, Slamfest is donating $5,000 to um, a charity of his choice, which he did choose um, a charity for children um, for cancer. I don't, awesome. I, I, don't, I don't remember the exact... Charity, but um, sure. I, I know it's for children for cancer. I do know that for a fact. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, we're talking with Mike Barsha. It's NC, short for negative camber, Mike, and then B-A-R-C-I-A. We highly encourage you. Many of you are probably already following Mike. If you're not, please check out some of his recent posts showing kind of the CAD drawings of the dash and many of the things that we just spoke about. Mike, like we said, congratulations, man. We know that for, I mean, not to date ourselves, but I mean, 30 years, a lot of us, I've been in the scene about 25, a little over 25, and you predate me. So, you know, a lot of us have been going hard in the paint, going on three plus decades, and we know you're one of them. So congrats for all the success. Uh, Thanks for doing the collab post with us earlier. And uh, we tip our cap, man. Any last words? Uh, Just thanks for the support. I appreciate the opportunity for the call, and um, let's just keep pushing and um, build next level trucks and and um, keep the sport alive. Yeah, you know, you, thing. you know it. And on some of Mike's posts, uh, if you tap on the hashtag or including his uh, his bio, he has it. No compromise with a Z. No compromise duly. Uh, all together, of course, you'll see kind of the curation of all of the the post and the evolution, we'll call it, of this truck. Mike, have a great rest of SEMA and uh, safe travels home here to the Tampa Bay area. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, Jason. Talk to you soon, buddy. Hey, hey, we're continuing our SEMA coverage 2023, and we've got our friend Daniel Smith on from SmithWorks. And Daniel, it's got to be a damn good feeling. Obviously, you've been on OLP before, but... We were, uh, you know, at SEMA here, we're seeing not only Mike Alexander's Toyota pickup that you had your hands in, but, dude, tip of the cap, Mike Barsha's dually. Man, you did the graphics on it, and, wow, it looks amazing. Yeah, man, thanks. It was, uh, that was, uh, I think you met Mike, uh, Mike Finnegan, actually, but. Uh, oh, thank you. I, I say Alexander, <laughs> yeah, Finnegan, thanks. Yeah, man, it was, it was uh, awesome to get to do uh, Barsha's truck for sure. I wasn't expecting that one, and then, um. You know, we did Finnegan's a couple of years ago where I was just, you know, I was a hand with a bunch of other guys, uh, Matt Hutchinson and um, Steve Nilsson and some other guys helped out. And uh, that was a really good time and glad to finally see it out, out and about. So, yeah, for sure. So I, I want to touch upon that. There was, you know, some of us kind of know we're, we're all in Florida and, you know, there, there were in some of the circles, you know, we, we kind of knew something was coming with Barsha's Dooley. What we didn't know was kind of the timing. And if anybody that knows Mike Barsha, you saw the truck before. It was amazing on the cover of Street Trucks, wins truck of the year. I think even the year before that, it won like most influential or something to that effect. But, you know, it was it already set a high level in terms of caliber. And then he comes back. What was it kind of like? Uh, you recall maybe that first call that you got from him saying, hey, uh, we think we might want you, Daniel Smith at Smithworks, to do the work on it. Yeah, I was, uh, I mean, I was in shock to be honest with you. I, uh, I got a couple calls and I didn't answer. It was like an out of state call. And, um, Eli actually left me a voicemail. So when I finally answered it, I was like, Oh crap, I need to probably call this guy back. So, um, we just talked and I guess they had another artist that, um, couldn't make it for whatever reason. And, and Mike was like, I think you'd probably be the next best guy or, or the best guy or whatever, whatever, however that falls. But, um, so, uh, yeah, it was pretty, I was pretty excited and I just, I couldn't, you know, that truck's just so nice already and to have to be so cautious to, you know, what you're doing, make it look just as good as it already is and all that was pretty, uh, it was, uh, it was a good time. <laughs> yeah, it looks, gr- it looks crazy. And of course, Mike, we, um, got a chance to see uh, via his social media, you guys can follow him, B-A-R-C-I-A, last name on Instagram. He has since shared some different behind-the-scenes type things, and of course, he tagged you in one of those with some behind-the-scenes photos. 
it, it always intrigues me, uh, whether it's lowrider graphics on top of a sedan or a coupe car, or in this case, a crew cab dually. One, we knew the bed was taken off because we saw the behind-the-scene photos, but how, I mean, I, I know you may not want to give away all the secrets. How do you go about putting graphics on top of the cab? I mean, you have to end up with some sort of like uh, 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 system where, you know, you see people building block homes and things like that, uh, or do you end up with ladders, or what do you do? Um, actually, we just we laid the truck out, and um, I stood on, I think, like a little, uh, little one of those little, like, little ladder walkway things that like, kind of fold over, probably lifts you up about like maybe a foot and a half or two whatever and um since it was mainly right there on that driver's edge it wasn't too terribly bad um and then you know the way i kind of laid it out was i started at the hood and then we had a place kind of in the bed where we wanted to land and then i kind of just had to you know meet the two together and and make it all look right and stuff and uh so yeah it was the hood the the roof was probably the worst part because you're just leaning over the truck all day or whatever you know but um but other than that it was it was pretty smooth so Excellent. Yeah, I was trying to think of the word scaffolding. I'm always like, how do these guys do this? But, you know, to your point, they're low trucks. And, you know, a lot of people would probably see it and go, oh, yeah, they just laid the truck out and Daniel leaned over the bed. Well, the bed wouldn't have been that easy. Of course, the bed was removed. And, of course, you're able to kind of crawl up underneath it. And one of those photos, you kind of, you know, behind the scenes get to see that you're inside there uh, just airbrushing away. Yeah, we started with the bed on there, obviously, to, to line up the cab and the bed. And then uh, once I got to a point where it was cool to take it off, then we took it off and I finished the lines, you know, down the back of the cab and the back of the bed and, you know, all all the other spots that needed to be and kind of tied the two together. So it was, uh, it was a little difficult, but not too, not too bad. We're talking with Daniel Smith. Follow him on Instagram, Smith, uh, and then Works, W-O-R-K-X, all together. Uh, you can check out some of uh, what he's posted. We also did a collab uh, reel. Was it a little bit stressful? <laughs> I think that's the stressful word is the word. Knowing the caliber of truck that it was, obviously you're a professional and you're really good, but I'd imagine there's a little bit of jitters, almost like, you know, uh, Sean White, right, getting ready for the you know the Olympic Games to drop in with the snowboard. There had to have been a little bit of butterflies in the stomach going, okay, man, we're about to bar- embark on – a pretty massive deal here. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So I mean, like everybody knows, that truck is this beautiful already. But between what Jimmy did and Twin States did, and all the other guys involved in that truck, the first time it came out, it was uh, already such a nice truck. And then, you know, n- neither me nor Mike wanted to be like, oh, they shouldn't have did that to the truck or whatever, you know. So it was definitely like, I kind of had an idea like what I wanted to do, and Mike, me and Mike were kind of on the same page. Um, he had some renderings done that he liked, but they weren't quite what he was wanting. Um, and so luckily, like he, I sent him a sketch when I was out there, or I sent him a sketch before I went out there. And then one night we blew up on the iPad and put it on the hood and it was, he was, it is kind of like, yeah, we should, we should probably go with that. And I made a couple of tweaks here and there to it, but yeah, definitely it was one of those things where it's like, one, you don't want to damage the truck working on it because it's so nice. And then two, just, you know, you don't want to like go, Mike or anybody to go back and be like, oh man, I probably shouldn't have did that. That wasn't a good decision. So I think it worked out pretty well though. Oh yeah. Uh, You've been on this crazy run the past several years. You know, when I think of Dave, um, you know, Dave's truck, what you did with it, Um, you know, several, a couple Hamburg weekend wear shirts, you know, with uh, at the time, I think with Leo's blazer and he may still have it, uh, Tahoe rather. Uh, Then, you know, Mike Hill ends up winning street truck, uh, truck of the year. 
your graphics are on it as well. Uh, you know, you, another uh, Scraping the Coast, one of the biggest, baddest shows in the country, our title sponsor, uh, having uh, Billy's Dooley on it. You obviously come back. That thing looks crazy. Uh, we'll talk about Finnegan's uh, mini truck in a minute, and then Barsha, like the ice and the cake. Like, you've really been hustling, dude, and I can tell you that you just kind of have us all going, wow. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Like, I, I just – um. I don't know, man. I'm really anal about everything I try to do with these trucks. Um, I might not pump the most out a year, but um, I just try to make them as clean and nice as I possibly can. And you know, there's they have flaws. There's flaws here and there, but just I don't. I don't know. I, I've gotten lucky to be able to work on some of the ones like I would have never thought. You know, ten years ago or twenty years ago when I started, that I would get to work on some of these trucks like Mike Hills and the uh, Bills Dooley or or Mike's Dooley or just a bunch of these trucks, man. They're just it's just. Uh, it's awesome, man, and I'm I'm I've been doing something right, I guess, because all of them's been turning out pretty well. So I'm just gonna stick to what I've been doing and hopefully it keeps working out. Yeah, no doubt. And and something that we haven't talked as much about on the podcast is, you know, you go if you look at Fat Fabs, their Instagram, they basically said, boom, they have ten trucks, ten rides. There's a wagon, you know, ten vehicles at SEMA, right? So if you're a shop. Like even our friend Jimmy's Rod and Customs, we know like Jimmy, you know, he spends a lot of time. He's very OCD and, 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 and things like that. You know, some people out there across the country might look and go, man, dude, like I can't, I can't, you know, do 10 vehicles like that. Or, Hey, I may not pump out the most amount of volume. It's just like us. Like we don't have the most amount of followers, but we love what we do. And I think that's the key thing that you can always find someone out there that might be able to do more or build more vehicles or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's the passion, I think, Daniel, that, that that drives us. And, you know, certainly in your work, dude, it speaks for itself, man. Hands down, you're one of the best out there. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I really do. It's uh, with me, man, it's, it's going to like I'm just a normal dude and I've been doing this for a long time. But I'm going to give you you're going to get everything I could possibly give you, whether you're paying five grand or, or 50 grand. You know, it's like I'm not going to let something go out. I mean, there is times where sometimes you have to just say, you know, I can't work on it anymore, but or I have to stop. But for the most part, like I'm going to give you everything I possibly can, no matter, you know, what the, what the bill is or, or what it's on. I mean, it could be a truck or a bike or whatever. It's just, you're going to get, you're going to get all of me. So. Yeah. I, I love it. it. Uh, I love it. And you know, here's the crazy thing, you know, as we kind of wrap it up here is with, like you said, a couple of years back, you had this unique opportunity with the Mike Finnegan. So I did say Alexander, cause I was talking with him earlier today, but with Mike Finnegan's Toyota, you had that unique experience in the way the world, uh, all the planets align, so to speak, and they're both at SEMA. So again, that has to be just kind of a a watershed moment to go, man, like, wow, like all the hard work that you've been putting in, it really is, it's been paying off for years now, but like this has got to kind of feel like a really good moment for you. Yeah, it's definitely cool. I'm glad to see uh, uh, Finnegan's out there and um, I wish I could have made it out there this year, but you know, we got a baby coming in about two weeks, so well, it was congr- time to just stay home. Yeah, and I hadn't got a chance to tell you that. I had heard, I think, through Shannon, Mrs. Mayor, maybe had told me, and I wanted to say congratulations. You know, I was born in November, so uh, if you're born in November, man, that, that's a good month. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it'll be good. So, Oh, yeah. Uh, Daniel Smith at Smith, W-O-R-K-X, on Instagram. Please follow him. Check out some of the videos. Amazing work. Get with Daniel. Send him a DM. Uh, or give him a call if you want to schedule something for the future. As you can imagine, he's going to continue booking things out. 
Uh, Daniel, thanks for taking a little bit of time. We're going to continue our uh, coverage of SEMA 2023. Uh, stay on the rise, our friend. Thanks, man. Appreciate you reaching out. Yes, sir. Hey, Kyle Fannin, uh, we linked up a little bit earlier in the week, and it's cool to sit down with you on Thursday. I can't believe it's been another couple days. Um, man, you've been trekking around there, r- racking up the miles. Uh, how fun- How much fun are you having this week? Man, I'm having so much fun. Like, SEMA is definitely bucket list, and once you come, you- you'll never miss it. Like, I've been coming, uh, I think it's my fourth or fifth year, Third year in a row, minus the uh, the COVID year in 2021 was all online, and I, I didn't even log on, I don't think. Did you log on and, and do anything online in 2020 when you did that? No, because Mike was borrowing my VR. Dude, I had like a, the VR smut headset. He he stole it from me, dude. Had like oh, a 3D Willy. bandit. The 3D yeah, Willy headset. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't know what happened. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. well... Here's something that I think keeps pounding in my head, right? And I think what that is is this. I, the best way I can sum up SEMA is it is the I hate to use the SB word Super Bowl because I don't know if we're allowed. You know that that you know we may not be allowed to say that word those words, but it's the Super Bowl of the automotive world. There's no doubt. Absolutely, it, it is, and it's you know like like I think we we talked the other day in. Uh, the, the big manufacturers, the big three, if you will, that are, you know, they're they're pulling out, and the the SEMA show is, you know, almost exclusively a hundred percent aftermarket customization for vehicles at this point, you know, minus Toyota and uh, maybe a few other, but the big three's gone, and um, it is if if you're looking for something to customize your car with or anything else that you can think of for your shop or, or whatever else, it is there, and it is new, and it is hot. Oh, yeah. And, and I think it's really odd because I, I was I was going through in my mind earlier that, like, does a, does a GM really get a good pop there, right? And the way the way I look at it is that it's it's built for the aftermarket, and I could see, like, if a, if a big three – you know, if they had, you know, we, we know that they have these different divisions of like the performance side and things like that. And I could see if they had a smaller segment there. But to me, like, you know, they're never going to have like a Fat Fabs Dually in their, you know, in their nope. booth. And it's, it's like they, they're better, they're better off almost just going to like the new car shows if, if that's what they're going to do, you know? Yeah, I think you're, I think you're right. And speaking of Fat Fabs, I think they had more Dooleys than I can count on one hand. This year, <laughs> dude, they have they have t- they have ten vehicles there, featured vehicles, ten, and that's unbelievable. That's confirmed through someone commenting and said, "Damn, how many do you have?" And Jake or one of his guys go, "We have ten vehicles there." That's including, I don't know if you got a chance to see the murdered out, um, a murder Nova guy. He has, yeah, I did see him. Yeah, you, I don't know if you saw the the green Impala, old school like seventies wagon he had there, late sixties, seventies. Uh. If I saw it, I probably would remember it. I'd have to look up the picture and see, but I'm I'm sure I walked past it. You know, I've done 30 miles in three days so far, so yeah, uh, there's been a lot lot of stuff running together. Yeah, Sean had uh, it's a '76 Impala wagon. It's crazy because the you know the '70s are the big boats, and that thing is it, it's a boat. But when you when you walk around, you know Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and now we're kind of starting to roll into Friday, and they've got these new. The rollout's always been there, but they've got the SEMA Fest that we talked a little bit about, which is going to be this new thing. My mindset, the the short time I was there, was 
that the automotive world is just it, it's just popping off, dude. Because I mean, dude, when I went to get lunch on Tuesday with Ruben and Chris, we couldn't even find a wall to put our ass against to slide down and eat our lunch. There were that many people there, dude. Like it's to me, going to SEMA reinforces, dude, the automotive industry is in a damn good place. It is, but it's also kind of scary. Um, I don't want to get into much politics here, but the regulations they're trying to put in place against modifying vehicles. And SEMA is doing everything they can to to help keep that so that you can, you know, modify your car how you want. Because, let's face it, you know, government is going to take that away if they can. You know, they're trying to shove down the EV on us. And, you know, they don't even want you to change tires and wheels at this point, it seems like. So, you know, supporting SEMA and, you know, the lobbying they do to help, you know, continue our our passion is uh, another big thing that this week is about. Yeah, we don't talk about that enough, and that's a key thing. Like, even as much as we maybe laughed in the early 2000s with spinner wheels, you know, they fought legislation in different states because they're like, hey, why, you know, it's it's about choice, right? And to your point, I read an article not too long ago about – potential regulation you know in california them asking like well how many miles do you drive your car you know they want to figure out you know how much you're emitting in terms of you know the the uh, emissions and all of that stuff so it is getting kind of crazy so you bring up a good point that they are there to fight for the aftermarket aftermarket absolutely um you know i i, I hate to see what's going to happen in the next few years if if the sema and the other people behind the scenes can't get this stopped because, you know, we won't be able to have air ride suspension, lowered suspension, lifted suspension, you know, any of that stuff if the government has their way. Yeah, they're like they the the government the government kind of said they hate mini truckers, I think, you know, and all and all, <laughs> but um, yeah, Hank did some uh, Hank, Hank put a bad taste in the government's mouth with uh, a few of his things he's done with mini trucks. Yeah, and he he supposedly he's a he's a lobbyist now. I think he's just in it for the money, though. You know. Yeah, he he's he's definitely standing in a lobby somewhere. He's <laughs> right. not lobbying. Right, exactly. So I'm not as tied in on the C10. Uh, front as you are but you know floating around these different halls were there any um you know maybe a c10 that you just had to see or was there anything that stuck out to you from that front yeah so i think you know one of my favorite ones here is you know the the banks built gail banks lockjaw c20 which this is its second appearance at sema and it's a regular cab long bed with a roadster shop custom three-quarter ton chassis a Duramax diesel, and it's hand, well, I don't know if it's hand-built, but it's designed by Gale himself, and as opposed to having a turbo, which every Duramax from the factory does, they put a Whipple supercharger on top of it for the, the boost, and that thing was rad, you know. That, that was probably one of my favorite C10s out here. Uh, but, you know, I think there's 20 or more, and, you know, it, it's hard just to pick, you know, which one could be your favorite, but... I, I think that one, you know, watching that build for the last couple of years um, is definitely one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Banks Power on Instagram. You can take a look at that one. And I appreciate you bringing me over there and introducing me uh, to the Truck Show podcast. Uh, they're good people. I've listened to their podcast. I do enjoy it. And they're very overarching. So that was cool that they were uh, right there in the Banks booth. 
yeah, they, they, those guys are awesome. And they're also, you know, behind the scenes helping people um, keep customization, you know, moving forward. Oh, yeah. Now, Trey Five, Five, who we've had on before, he posted on Instagram and said, surprise, they let a patina truck inside Central Hall. And um, it was uh, they were there under the Resto Mod Air umbrella. That truck looked crazy. I think it had the chassis. I don't think it was Roadster Shop. I think it was another one someone commented. I could be yeah, wrong. Yeah, that's, that's a Rev B. Rev B. Um, so, yep, Scott um, recently just started Rev B. Scott was with uh, GSI for years and left them uh, last year, and this is his own company. That's either chassis number one or chassis number two from Rev B. And uh, Jeremy from Trey 5 has um, a bunch of those in line right now so i think lst will see a few more rev b chassis trucks there here in the next seven months 100 and gosh i want to guess 112 days probably yeah i'm gonna check it in just a second i've because you know i i pretty much live on lone star throwdown.com you know what i mean because i'm always yeah i'm always thinking about when that next event's coming and uh it's 100, the, yeah the 100, last time yeah, it's 112 days, 12 hours, and 22 Man. minutes. We need to come back in 10 I was minutes. On the money. Yeah, because if we come I, back I, in I, 10 minutes, it'll be 112, 1212, and then we can hit it at the 12 seconds. Well, I knew it was 128 the last time we recorded, so I just had a guess that it was going to be 112. Are you sure you're not? Money. Are you sure you're not Rain Man? You yeah, make it yeah, rain, I've, don't I've, you? I've been accused of being called Rain Man once or twice before. Right, you make it rain. Now, yeah. Check this out. If you've never met this guy, try to meet him tomorrow. Uh, slammed 64s with an S, and there's an underscore between slammed and 6-4. And six uh, Tony, he has built, and he's had a bunch of covers on C10 Builder's Guide and Street Trucks. He's in the Resto Mod Air with the uh, Crew Cab International patina truck. And that was a cool truck that I like to see. I, I had slapped hands with Tony prior at Lone Star Throwdown and getting a chance to talk with him a couple minutes. He's built Lincolns. He's built, you know, just tons and tons of stuff. And it was neat because I tell you what, the Resto Mod Air and some of these other booths, dude, they go above and beyond, and it almost looks like a damn storefront. Yeah, that thing is awesome. And that crew cab truck, I, I checked that out yesterday. Yes, that thing is really sweet. Yeah, it's pretty cool, isn't it? And, you know, that's that's the crazy thing. You think about how much money some of these companies are spending on SEMA. I remember years ago it was Coke Retire. Their whole their whole booth looked like an old like gas station almost, right? I mean, a service station. And it's so neat to go around. What are some of the other things that stood out that at least were kind of fan favorites of yours, Kyle? Uh, man, Randy's truck and the kicker booth, that was awesome. That was really getting all the looks. It was. Um, you know, Eddie Sabico's um, Apache, uh, Bernadette 59 at the uh, Intellitronics booth in Central Hall there. That was uh, one of my favorites on the, the new Detroit Steel Wheels that are coming out. Um, I don't want to say too much about that. I don't know if they've uh, announced it yet, but those things are pretty sick. Um, there was a couple. I, I saw some other mini trucks, too. Um, there's some Colorados and canyons and, yep. and, um, yeah, there was a lot of cool stuff, man. And some of the, uh, Corvettes, the sixties Corvettes that are all resto mods with like, uh, supercharged LT motors. 
those were absolutely um, unbelievable. Like, but you know, like I've told you in the past, I enjoy driving everything I've got, and I I would venture to say fifty percent of the stuff you see at SEMA isn't getting driven on the road show to show. Sure, sure. Yeah, there's different segments of it, and I think Mike Alexander and I joked a little bit earlier this week as we he said he kind of felt like more stuff, you know, because SEMA builds will sometimes get there's like pages dedicated to like, you know, look, this isn't even hooked up and that, this and that. Yep. And we know how that yep. goes. But to your point, when you think of the high level, a lot of it's not driven. But it, it amazes me, though, that like a Chip Foose, that stuff they build, they do build it to be driven. But at the same time, like you get to like these quarter million, you know, half million dollar builds and you just go, yeah. But I'm with you. The age, the age that I'm at now, I just want to get in something and drive it. Yeah, yeah, especially the the Lincoln, you know, like that thing is really cool, and I enjoy seeing the pictures and videos you post out cruising that thing. Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, it leaks, even though it's been rebuilt, but, you know, I kind of feel like if it's a Ford, you know, or a Lincoln, it's a leaker. Man, so last night, um, Emma from Detroit Steel Wheels, Mob Steel, she invited us out to a after party that was thrown by the Hemmings uh, Company at Sosa's Metalworks. And it it's probably one of the coolest things I've ever been a part of. Um, it was all 64 Impalas on Juice, 59 Impalas on Juice. It was unbelievable. I'm going to have really? to see some pictures and videos. Yeah, and it was in the metal shop. They had closed the metal shop up for the evening and moved everything outside. They had bars in there. Uh, they were mixing drinks for people. They had beer. And it, it was packed. And it was just full of celebrities. And that was probably one of my highlights so far of SEMA 2023 was the, the Sosis Metal Works after party. Kick ass, dude. That is freaking fantastic. I want to say this for the record. My favorite thing outside of SEMA, other than hanging out with the homies at the house, we had an awesome Airbnb, was meeting Charles Armstrong. Um, I talked to him many times on the phone. We kind of became friends, acquaintances, whatever you want to call it, but getting him to sign my banner he wore the OLP shirt that we put out 20 years almost to the – well, 20 years to the year that his truck debuted. Got to see him inducted to the Hall of Fame. My favorite SEMA moment is really going back to what you said earlier, Kyle, is uh, was uh, seeing Randy's truck. Uh, ironically enough, though, a stone's throw from Randy's truck, we're also going to have Mike Barsha on – or we had him on this episode. You guys heard him earlier. Mike Barsha lives 20, 30 minutes from me. These guys are both in negative camber, Florida, and they both had trucks there, and literally you could probably throw a tennis ball and hit each other's truck. His OBS, just over the top, man. Yeah, that, that, is, that is awesome. And, you know, just two weeks ago, we were all standing in the hills and hollers of, of Kentucky with Randy's truck, and now to see it on the main stage in SEMA just just blows me away, and that, that, that I'm so happy for him oh, yeah. to have his truck out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, before we wrap it up, I do want to let everybody know Southeast Mini Truck and Nationals is coming up next April. I know many of you have submitted for your registration. Uh, what I would tell you is even if you don't get approved or if you did not submit a registration, please join us. Uh, you can follow, uh, find out more Mini Truck and Nats on Instagram or Facebook. It's going to be the 30th annual May 19th, 20th, and 21st of 2024. Come join us. Just buy an armband. You'll have fun. Look, as we wrap it up here, Kyle, 
I want to ask you this. You know, we all, you know, remember the the early days when you're young and and Santa was coming and you got excited, right? You you leave SEMA and you're kind of on this like automotive enthusiast high, so to speak, right? Is the way I see it. What do you get excited about now? You want to go home. Obviously, you want to rest up. Hopefully, you're not getting to get the SEMA sickness. But what are you most excited about in terms of turning some wrenches as you flow and and kind of uh, get sideways into 2024? Man, you know, you come out here and you see new products. That's one of the cool things. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go and and wait and buy a few new products that Holly has coming out. And you know, Detroit Steel Wheel has some new wheels coming out. Uh, you know, I'm sure going to have something on a new project with that. So I, I've got to uh, go go back. I'm gonna make a trip down to Georgia next week to Automotive Direct, pick up some metal for my dad's '59 Apache. Um, so it's, it's still, still on the road. Um, it never stops. going to have the, uh, toothpicks in the eyes come next week. Yeah, brother, man. I'm super excited that your dad's doing good. And I know you've got the automotive, uh, gasoline, if you will, flowing through your veins, so to speak. And I'm excited to see what you come up with. I'm glad you got to meet Brandon Burrell. From Street Trucks, I would encourage people to go to streettrucksmag.com, renew your subscription. I think uh, Brandon didn't mention this earlier, I don't know how, but uh, Chris did tell me that they have a two ninety nine promotion right now, I think. It's two ninety nine for a whole year, so $2.99. I think you have to send in the card, so that's kind of cool. But Kyle, uh, get some rest the next couple days. I know you'll be headed back to the East Coast. We wish you safe travels. Any last words? Maybe plug the C10 uh, YouTube? Yeah, check out the C10 Club Maryland. Um, this week I was doing a lot of shorts with some of the C10s out here. So check that out. And then also check the Instagram, C10 Club Maryland. And yeah, I uh, was eating in and out burger last night at 11 o'clock West Coast time, which is what, 2 a.m. East Coast time. Yep. So I definitely got to get back on my East Coast time. And uh, we out here. Yeah, and hey, the la- and, and the last thing is I know you were trying to remix it because it was like 2 in the morning, got the fat burger, like Cube said. My boy K-Dog just dropped a remix Two in the morning, East Coast time, I got the In-N-Out burger. I love it, brother. That's right. Pumps on the ground. <laughs> My man. Hey, let's keep in touch, dude. And uh, Mike, is he's sweating bullets. You got, the, you got the co-host coming, I think, brother. Take care, Kyle. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Jason. Yo, yo. So I'm going to cover the normal, already in progress, if you will, updates for this episode. Now, I want to thank everybody that has taken the time to record some audio with us. You have to understand doing on-site audio, even how we kick this episode off, is obviously there's challenges with that. Uh, everybody kind of talks different volumes. I don't really have the the board here, so to speak, to, to kind of boost things up real time. So uh, definitely appreciate you guys sticking with us and under, kind of understand that, hey, on-site, a little bit different. So that came with its own set of challenges. But uh, again, when we kicked it off, I wanted to thank Hammered Weekend where uh, a, a great partner of ours, and I would you know encourage everyone if you get a chance with the holidays coming, H A M M E R D, weekendwear.com, uh, show them some love, uh, and we appreciate you supporting the real deal, Holyfield, Hank Norris's favorite brand, Hammered Weekend Wear. Now, when we got going, we talked about the trivia. Uh, that was pretty cool to talk about Halloween, and I want to thank the Spark Show. 
they continue uh, to partner with us, and we would encourage you, if you get a chance, uh, next August, it's the thesparksshow.com. You can find more information. Now, they're going to update it sh- soon for 2024, but just know Phil Fowler, he has seen the coverage online in the past, and he said, hey, I'm not going to miss this show. So it's one of the must-attend events, in our opinion, the Friday night or the pre-party stuff they're doing as well is really just the icing on the cake. So uh, love to see what those guys are doing. So shout out to them. Now, um, ODB live and uncut. Uh, this week, I want to just reinforce this. Uh, we're we're in the holiday season now, if you can kind of believe it. it. It's hard to fathom how fast time's going. I always talk about this, especially in my street trucks monthly column. And what I want to say is just take the time to enjoy some family time. And let's not forget, you know, focus on health as well. uh, You're going to hear a little bit more from uh, some things I've got planned. I talked to somebody earlier today on this subject that I think will resonate hopefully with a lot of people. But, you know, again, family first. I went out to SEMA. I didn't really kind of share this yet, but basically I went out there for a few days. I really only had one day. Uh, boots on the ground, which was technically Tuesday. So I went Monday, or excuse me, uh, Saturday, flew out. So Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Mini Truck Hall of Fame. A little bit of outside, you know, seeing we were probably there maybe 30 minutes or an hour. And then Tuesday was thrash day for me. And technically SEMA is also Wednesday, Thursday. And then you've got the Friday stuff with SEMA Fest and the rollout and all that. But at the end of the day, like it would have been cool to stay all week. But it's like I got priorities, I got other things, and as much as I've ingrained in this whole kind of custom car culture, it is what it is, you know. So came back home on Wednesday, uh, had a flight at 5 a.m., which would have been technically Pacific time, and uh, that's an all-day travel. Basically get home around 2.30, 3 o'clock, walk in the door, sleep, get some rest, kind of catch up on all that, and then boom, Thursday is, you know, family stuff. So again... Holidays are coming. Enjoy some time with the family over the next eight weeks or so. And uh, don't forget about health. You know, again, family is first, but without your health, you may not be able to be there with your family. So more coming on that in the future. ODB Live and Uncut brought to you by Joey Dilworth at Get Decked. uh, Get Decked underscore VA on Instagram. Joey Dilworth is the guy that supplies the skate decks to our scene. Whether it's Lone Star Throwdown, Scraping the Coast, OLP, you name it, Joey's taking care of these uh, fine brands. Uh, If you want to just put a photo or your uh, main squeezes vehicle on a skate deck, hit up Joey Dilworth. He can do it even with a pitcher. Joey Dilworth, he will take care of you. Let him know that OLP sent you, of course. Next, we got the scene updates. And... Uh, this week, I want to focus kind of on SEMA. So I talked to a lot of people. I really didn't get a chance to to share some of my views. Now, you could say, yo, ODB, you were there one day. Yes, I was. What was the vibe? And I will tell, this, tell you this. You go to SEMA like I did on Tuesday, and you immediately say, hey, this scene is thriving. This entire industry is thriving. The amount of money, the amount of vendors, the amount of rides, the amount of people – that are kind of walking through those doors like it was mind-blowing. You know, just trying to buy lunch and then find a, a wall to sit down against. 
people lined everywhere. I mean, it's like, for me, it's almost overwhelming to see that many people in one place at one time, but the outside has grown. The West Hall was all brand new, you know, with that stuff the past few years. I mean, so much stuff outside. It really is the Super Bowl, if you will, of the automotive world. Like, it's I mean, you're going to see people. I saw Danny Coker walking around there with some of his team, including Ryan and, and Ghetto Bob. And just so many different people. Uh, I got a chance to slap hands with Nick from Surface Art. He's always out there in the kind of the art gallery area. I uh, got a chance to see uh, uh, Max as well. Um, he was out there. Uh, thanks to Kyle Fannin, he introduced me uh, to Jay uh, from the Truck Show podcast, which was super cool. Uh, Brandon Burrell. Uh, Georgia, uh, and that was Max Grundy, by the way. I, I should have said that. But just so many people uh, that I got to slap hands with and see. And for me, that's the fun part. Like, I've been now not a ton of times. I want to say I've been to SEMA. Maybe this was the fifth or sixth time. Uh, I went in 2003, which was 20 years ago, and it's it just mind-blowing. So, as I said, and I know Kyle Fannin had chimed in when he had guest co-host, and he said, hey, he had a little bit of a, uh, a situation where he had to submit more credentials to be able to get in. People have asked me, uh, you probably just need to kind of look into it, depending on your employer or what you do, if, if you do side work and you've got a business name and things like that. For the most part, if you've got something you can submit, you can kind of probably get in, but it really depends. Like if you're a nurse... And that's all you do, and you don't have a YouTube channel or social media avenue, then, okay, it's going to be a little bit tougher. But certainly, there's ways to kind of get a pass and things like that, and I don't want to go down those bunny trails. But I will just tell you, like, my thought process this year was just one word. Wow. I mean, it's just insane the amount of vehicles and people that are there I'll have to say, I think the most mind-blowing thing for me from a truck scene perspective was Fat Tabs. You know, having 10 vehicles, and this is per Jake or whoever posted via their social media, someone had commented and said, man, how many vehicles do you have there? And they said, the big one zero. They literally have 10. And that's mind-blowing to me because you you know as a business or as a enthusiast how hard it is to get one there, let alone 10, and they're all chassis laid out some with tons of body work some brand new the 2024 black dually that jake and team had their mind-blowing dude they said in uh, via instagram that they have eight weeks into it like uh, we're talking full chassis flat on the ground 30 inch wheels full color change interior to red like just mind-blowing right so that was super cool seeing barsha's dually there we talked to daniel smith earlier and that was crazy because, again, a lot of us knew that, hey, something was in the works. People were looking at some of his photos. I would see comments like, well, where's your truck? So people kind of had this mindset of what was going to happen there. And then, boom, he comes out with it. My favorite truck, I will say hands down, was seeing Randy's ballistic, uh, two ballistic there. And although I wasn't able to stay the entire week, I know Pat Nickel, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday, the original of obviously, you know, 30 plus years ago, he built Ballistic. He's going to be able to be there and meet Randy and um, sign some things and whatnot. But there's more coming from two Ballistic. Uh, there's 
some print that's going to come out, some print media. So we're excited about that if you're in the know there. So uh, more to come. But I, I will tell you this. You know, my one day that I was there, uh, Chuck Dog was there too. Shout out to Chuck. It, it, it was enough for me. I mean, I could have literally spent the rest of the week there and killed myself walking around and doing the damn thing. But I, I, I had a good time. And my main thing for going out there was the Mini Truck Hall of Fame. I wanted to do that, and I knew that I was going to have that one day. Now, I could have stayed the whole week, but I want to tip my cap to Billy Bob, uh, Chris Mull. He had asked, hey, I've got this Airbnb, and we've got enough beds for everyone. Would you want to come out? And I said, certainly. So that opportunity allowed for me to stay with them until uh, basically early Wednesday. And if I wanted to stay longer, I could have, but, you know, again, balancing the family stuff back home, that was that was important to me. So. But at the end of the day, like just mind blowing the amount of enthusiasts that are out there, right? And 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 the people that are building these crazy vehicles, many that you're going to see in magazines or via YouTube, or be talked about like in this type of platform here on uh, various podcasts. So uh, awesome stuff. There's probably a ton that I'm missing, you know, in terms of my mindset. I was kind of like flicking through some of my photos here. And seeing that stuff, uh, you know, kind of just seeing what was going down there. But, you know, those were some of the experiences. Maybe on the next episode, we'll talk a little bit more. Again, I met Ryan from Counts Customs, uh, Ghetto Bob as well. And uh, got the ride in the back of a truck, a dually through downtown, uh, the main strip of Las Vegas. That was cool. Uh, Got a chance to go to Fat Burger and uh, even In-N-Out, which is my favorite I have to say the Monday festivities was was my favorite part uh, of other other than seeing Randy's two ballistic at the show because you know riding in Billy Bob's van, which is actually technically his wife's Michelle's, uh, riding in that to and from the event, hanging out, meeting so many great people, and seeing these folks get inducted in was just awesome. And I think uh, Billy Bob, aka Chris Mall, he did a great job. With his speech, Ron Perkins did a great job with the introduction there. And all of the other folks did as well. So to all of the inductees, that's awesome. Congrats. Uh, We'll talk more about it on an upcoming episode. Bob Hayes had done so much work. He basically got this whole thing off the ground. He announced that he's stepping down from uh, the the leader, if you will, of the Hall of Fame committee. Uh, He is going to stay on board. So... A few other folks kind of followed. They kind of felt like it was their time to kind of move on. So hopefully, uh, you know, Radar will uh, continue to, to direct the ship. And uh, I told him, hey, I'm there for whatever is needed. So we'll kind of see how things uh, flesh out there, uh, but more to come. But I would just say SEMA, amazing. If you can go out at some point, even if you just go for the Hall of Fame, even if you just go to see some of the outside stuff, you know you can still make it happen. It's it's truly an amazing event. Really, the Super Bowl, as I've said, of the automotive scene. The scene updates this week brought to you by our family at Garage Gear Clothing. Visit GarageGearClothing.com. Order some merch, whether it's a mini truck, a full size, a sport truck, a patina van, you name it. They have it on their merchandise, and they do have free shipping opportunity. I believe it's $100 uh, or more, they will take care of you, garagegearclothing.com. So 
again, just trying to wrap this episode up. We'll probably talk a little bit more about it. I'll collect some more of my thoughts. It's been a long week, and I'm like pushing hard to get this episode out on time because we haven't missed one uh, Friday in terms of bi-weekly episodes this year. So next, we got the industry news, and I would say this. The industry is popping off. And what I mean by that is, again, we've seen some big players. I think Kyle earlier said that Ford was back. Uh, Toyota had their old spot. So all, all I can say is hopefully we continue to see awesome rides come out of the industry. I was a hater, I guess you could say, on the newer dualies, the 2500s, the C3500s, uh, if you will. But obviously, when you put them on the ground and they refine the front ends and things like that a couple years go by, seeing that 2024 from Fat Fabs makes me go, hey, I want a new truck. <laughs> I ain't kind of spending that kind of money on it, though. So hopefully we'll see good things continuing from the industry. I know Chevy, they're, they're making some some things that we talked about, some, some weird decisions with taking away CarPlay and all of that kind of stuff, if you will. So we'll have to see how that impacts it. But I think at the end of the day, one good thing I thought about from an industry standpoint is if Chevrolet and other OEMs decide to do that, what that's going to leave is a potential for the aftermarket. And what I mean by that is, you know, will we see more modules come out that allow for CarPlay to work wirelessly? You know, we've seen some of that stuff uh, to take a CarPlay vehicle work wirelessly with wireless CarPlay, which is kind of on the newer iPhones. Will people go back to swapping out head units? You know, I don't know. Will people just be satisfied with, hey, I've got uh, Google Maps or, or or I've got Bluetooth, excuse me. And, you know, I've got a cool infotainment system and I'm, I'm fine with, you know, just the uh, Bluetooth and my music not plugged in and things like that. So uh, we'll have to see how all that shakes out. But again, I think the industry in general is really, they're really hitting on all cylinders. I know some of the UAW, the United Auto Worker stuff is starting to get hashed out, putting some pressure on one of the other OEMs now that the one deal is signed. So we'll have to see where things lead into 2024. I just hope that cool vehicles are continuing to be built. Um, again, I wasn't a huge fan of some of the newer Silverados, but at the end of the day, they're still selling. People are buying them. People are building them. So we'll have to see what happens. Industry news this week is brought to you by Freakin' Weekend. One of our new partners, we're going to be out at Freakin' Weekend next year. And you're going, what's Freakin' Weekend? Well, it's a, it's a show that's freaking awesome. And it is every September. If you go to follow freaking uh, the freaking F R E A K I N weekend show, the freaking weekend show on Instagram, you're gonna see that the freaking weekend car truck and bike show is September 20th through the 22nd in Harris Gulf Coast Biloxi Mississippi location. Thefreakinweekend.com. Uh, you heard Mike talk about it. They had an amazing. Uh, time this year at the event and Mike said yo let's partner up with them let's go out there let's have some fun so we're gonna do that the freaking weekend one of the biggest and baddest up and coming events and it's not just a car show it's like a whole experience so I would say maybe get your 80s attire ready we've got some ideas for next year the freaking weekend we can't wait all right the show updates this episode kind of 
is a hodgepodge. I wasn't sure how much stuff I was going to go over, uh, but I will cover uh, a few of the shows that are left uh, for this year. Now, something that I think is crazy is when I thought about this year, how many events I had went to, I've been to, once the year ends, I would have attended uh, over 30 events. And that's, you know, accounting some local stuff, you know, with Angie Ellis doing the Portillo's mini truck cruising and some of the local rides by the river, which are kind of like uh, coffee, uh, cars and coffee type events, right, that are open to kind of everything. Uh, so what I would say is, like, I've had a blast going to all these different events, but I know that I you know, I can't keep this pace up. You know, I'm trying to grow the podcast. We've got more things coming in 2024 from OLP that I think you guys will appreciate. And, you know, I think in 2024, I'm going to focus on a few of the bigger events that we're always locked into going. Eastbound Get Down is one of those. Lone Star Throwdown, Mini Nats, and then Scraping the Coast. But you may see me pull back a lot and going to to out of state stuff just because you know my son's eighteen. I've got other priorities and I'm trying to balance all of that. But uh, a couple things I'll say is number one, rides by the river. If you're local in the Tampa Bay area, that's the third Saturday every month. Of course, as I get older, I'm getting up early. So I've enjoyed going to those. Now, again, there are only a few hours. We're talking, I think, technically 8 to 11 a.m. But uh, those are fun, and uh, I've been going to those. So I have those added to the OLP calendar. The Daytona Turkey Run, which we all call the Turkey Rod Run, is uh, Thanksgiving. So 11-23 on my born day through that Sunday, the 26th. Of course, that Saturday night, the 25th, is the Trucks and Cheeseburgers uh, Jimmy's Rod and Customs open house. So if you're in the area or you come to Florida for the Daytona a Turkey Run, certainly consider going out to the uh, Jimmy's Rod and Customs open house. I think you guys will have a lot of fun. Now, the first, or excuse me, the second weekend of December, you have the grand finale. So, of course, that is going to be in Homa, Louisiana. And Craig Rowley and team are putting that one on. Uh, you can find more information on Facebook or their website. But that's kind of obviously the grand finale. You think the end of the year kind of wrapping up. I uh, heard it's a very high-end, awesome, fun time, uh, high-end show, but uh, good times. Now, the 9th of December is the Toy Drop Auto Show. That's at Lake Square Mall, kind of in the greater Orlando area. They did an event two years ago. I think they skipped last year, but this is the team behind made a steal so hopefully you guys can come out uh toy drop auto show has more information on facebook on bringing a gift or registering uh this is kind of a charity type event that's it for the rest of the year in terms of on our radar the only other show that i'll mention again is eastbound get down ebgd for short that is the 12th the 13th and the 14th of january of course, smack down in the middle of the month. That is at Destination Daytona in Mike and John Lopez. So Mike Murray, John Lopez, that's their event. Contrary to what you may think, I am not involved in that event in any way. I just love all of the questions that come into the email box. That's why I like asking Mike about the FAQs. So we'll see if we have any new ones here in just a moment. The show updates is brought to you by our family. Another new partner, if you will, at Local Rides Mag. 
uh, local rides with the Z magazine.com. Hit them up. They have a new issue that is now shipping. Uh, they do have some of the older issues on sale. And I have taken a look at some of these. And, uh, man, I'll tell you what, they have an awesome publication. So uh, do me a favor. They have uh, issues as low as uh, $8.99. They also offer a one year subscription. It's local rides with a Z R I D E Z magazine.com. They're also on Instagram. Show them some love. If you want another magazine to add to the collection, uh, check them out. Uh, Anchors Away, as an example, which was at the Mini Truck Hall of Fame uh, induction ceremony, that was on a recent cover, as are some other awesome trucks. Local rides magazine.com. Uh, the podcast updates. This Hey, this is the only one. For anybody that took part in our recent uh, Mazda Topless presale, uh, please know that those orders are going to ship early next week. We got the confirmation that they're on our way to Miggity Mike the Mayor and Mrs. Mayor. Now, they're going to be away this weekend gallivanting. I think it's their wedding anniversary weekend. So they're going to be away. When they get back, they said that they're going to have everything shipped out Monday, Tuesday. So keep in mind that uh, those orders will be shipping out and you want to be on the lookout uh, for those email confirmations. So thanks if you participated. Any of the remaining stock that we're going to have has been added to our lifestylepodcast.com. You can go purchase it now. It's kind of a sweet spot of a time to purchase because basically you won't wait long and those will ship out banners, stickers, and uh, shirts are available uh, past the pre-sale. A couple pinks, but mostly black will be stocked. And uh, check it out, R-O-U-R-Lifestylepodcast.com. The podcast updates brought to you by our family at Graphics Mafia. Graphics Mafia, they handle all of our uh, d- d- die-cut decals, I think is the way we say it. So any of the ones that say OLP, uh, that they have to weed, I think is what they call it. you got to take that little thing and print them and weed them out. But um, Graphics Mafia, they can handle stickers for you, reprints if you need anything. It's G-R-A-P-H-I-X, Mafia.com. Last but not least, we got the Eastbound Get Down FAQ. And we did have uh, a few weird questions kind of come in. I don't know why they're always coming in, but sometimes they do. Uh, this person was asking... If they were to get there on Sunday, could they still be judged? And I kind of thought to myself, well, why would you come to the show if you couldn't get there like Friday or Saturday? So Biggity Mike, the mayor, is out gallivanting, so I'm not able to ask him. So we're going to have to get clarification on that. You know, let's say you stroll into town on Sunday. Can you still get judged? Okay. Now, I have been uh, asking Mike and team uh, to post the FAQ that I created on EastboundGetDownShow.com, uh, where we talk about, you know, can you fly drones? Can you bring animals? You know, all of that fun stuff. They haven't done it. I don't know why. So if you see Mike say, yo, ODB's FAQ needs to be posted on EastboundGetDownShow.com. So we'll have to check next uh, episode with Biggity Mike the Mayor to see uh, what he says. Eastbound Get Down FAQ brought to you by CNS Metalworks. I got a chance to hang out with uh, Chris and Riggedy Rubin from CNS Metalworks. And 
I want to say thanks for uh, just hanging out. We had a great time. If you need parts, uh, it's cs-metalworks.com or CNS Metalworks on Instagram. Universal Air, AccuAir, Airbags, you name it. Hit up Chris Burns and let him know that OLP sent you. With that being said, I'm sure that we forgot some stuff, but anybody that rocked with us to the end, we can't thank you enough. We know Veterans Day is coming up, so for those um, that have been in the service, um, thank you for your service. That is technically on, I think it's the... Ten, uh, I think it's on the 11th. It's 11-11, but it's observed the day before. So I think I'm going to be off on that 10th. I want to go pay my respects. Um, and I know Veterans Day is a little bit different than Memorial Day, but salute to all the veterans out there. And we appreciate all the support. I do have a couple big episodes coming up I think you guys are going to love. Those are already recorded, but we wanted to get this SEMA episode out now. Stay on the rise, my friends. Peace. Peace.